We live. Yeah, we live. Thank you guys for watching. If you haven't watched, obviously, you're tuning in right now. I just uh, wrapped up with Noah Bolter. Noah Bolter is a, uh, a morning reporter at KHQ. Um, the story was inspiring. Uh, There's a lot of funny moments and a lot of touching moments, a lot of heartbreaking moments, and a lot of really insightful things into what it what it's like to be a morning reporter. Um, you know, it got me fucking terrified of the idea of even trying something like that. I got Cody inspired to want to go <laughs> pursue it. So uh, we don't even know what Cody's going to be doing for his profession in the next 12 months. He could be honestly onto something completely different on the streets, uh, getting to be in the news. Called an MMJ. Uh, yeah, okay. Guys, t tune in. Tune into the episode. We appreciate you. Um, yeah, that's it. people of the world my name is exact change and i'm happy to be here today with my friend imperfect cody cody duncan brennan on the ones and twos spocast oh man does that mean i'm a dj yes you are <laughs> you are the podcast dj <laughs> and my guest the wonderful noah bolter mm. thank you so much for having me of course man um yeah, like we were talking about, it was just kind of cool. Just reached out, you know, I see you on TV every morning um, on KHQ. And so it was just like, you know, honestly, this all started with my girlfriend. She just loves you. <laughs> right. And she yeah. was like, she was just like, oh, I love Noah Bolter. He just kills it. Like, we're like old people now. We like, we're, I'm in my 30s. We're like, you know, we're like, we watch the news. Like, <laughs> you I'm, guys are not old. <laughs> I'm watching the news. That's what I feel like. And, um, but we just love it, man. And so every time you come on, she would just light up. Oh, I have double throat. And then so I just started becoming a fan. Um, and so that was just a lot of fun. And then to reach out and uh, and have you, you know, come on the podcast, which is awesome. So man, honestly, that means the world. Like I look, I, I graduated from Washington State in December, and this was my first job, like out of college. And oh wow. Like I'm I hope you guys know that like I'm never gonna be that dude that's like I'm too big to talk to people. Like I thank you so much for watching. It means the world to me that you do. The more you watch, the more you're gonna see how human I and everyone else is. Like we're just yeah. a bunch of people. And so I think one of the biggest things that I wanted in coming to Spokane, and part of the reason I came to Spokane is because I interned here over the summer last year. And when I was here, like just meeting the people, you guys are great. Like this community is great. This mm -hmm. is a community I want to be a part of and I'm very thankful to be. And so the fact that you reached out that meant the world to me. And so, of course, I'm going to make time to be here for you. And just like that, for anybody else who, like, if anybody watches KHQ and sees us, like, reach out. Like, I, 
I want to talk to you guys. Now, you, I feel like, you know, it's like you are really like almost. I wouldn't, I can't say a comedian, but you're so good at slipping comedy in, in there, like making it fun. I feel like that's just something that you can't teach is that is just being able to like spin things in a way that, you know, you get the, you get that chuckle and you're like, I'm not here to tell jokes, but I'm still going to make you feel good when you're watching it. Thank you, man. Some of my bosses, uh, pull this up a little bit too. Just keep this a little bit closer to you. Yeah. It's, um, it's something my bosses have talked to me about a little bit. Cause, uh, sometimes I go a little bit too far. <laughs> like I'm, I'm that dude who I'm like, uh, should I say that? Nah, screw it. You know, like, what is your exact title? What do they call you? So I am i I'm a morning show reporter. Um, okay, cool. so I wake up every day at three, um, and I get in at or before 4am, mm -hmm. um, depending on where we're going for the stories. Uh, the morning show runs from 4.30 a.m. until 7. Normally, I'm just doing 5 to 7, and 4.30, that half hour is just the anchor front and stuff from the night before or whatever. Mm. But whenever there's, like, big breaking news or, like, a big story, I some days I get calls at midnight, 1 a.m. Wow. Really? I, I, I go to so bed. So you got to, like, learn up on the story a little bit or, or <laughs> get out to it? I got I to gotta get up, do my hair, <laughs> go get ready to be on TV. <laughs> like, wow. like wow. there's And it's, it's exciting, but... You also have to have a certain level of reverence, and it very it definitely humbles you, because whenever you get a call that early, it's because something really bad happened, mm -hmm. and that's it, it's devastating. Like some of the stuff I've seen on this job is the craziest stuff I've I've seen in life. And I'm 23. I'm gonna be 24 here in a month or so, um, and like you have to wake up with a certain level of reverence, an appreciation for the grind, an appreciation for telling the story the right way. Mm -hmm. But you got to be ready to go see something crazy because that's, that's crazy. the only reason they'd wake you up. And stay composed and be able to deliver. Yeah. How does it, does it, um, does it like affect you? Like, do you take any of that stuff home sometimes? Like when you, when you had to do that and like it affects your mental health? Dude, absolutely. Um, there have been times where like, I'm, I'm a crier, dude. <laughs> I'm Good. a crier. Like, I'm just being real. I've cried on TV. Um, oh, wow. I, I've, and I've done like radio stuff before and I've cried on air. Like, I've just, I cry and I just, I, it's who I am. <laughs> Um, Happy or I don't know sad why I started or, or, laughing. Like. And so, like, when I guess the first time I ever cried on air was on on TV at KHQ. Was I? We saw this crash, and it was just oh my gosh! It was the most heartbreaking crash. We were reporting it wrong at first because a car was going so fast into a tree, it entirely split into two. And when it did that, we get to the scene. We're like, I, you know, <laughs> I don't know who's watching, but. Part of my job is like, you know, go walk as close as you can until somebody tells you to walk away. <laughs> like, cause I gotta wow. go figure out like who the public information officer is. Go to, hey, officer, I'm with KHQ. We're just trying to tell the public what's going on. Like, I'm not trying to step on your toes or anything. You know, be ultimately respectful. But if they don't stop you, you go all the way up to you it. You gotta go up to it. And then if you get close enough and they're not there, maybe you snap a picture or something. You know, wow. like, you gotta like, and yeah. it doesn't mean you're gonna use it. And especially out of reverence, like, if there's anything identifying, we don't use it. Like, mm -hmm. if there's a light license plate, you don't know if that dude died. You don't know if they've told the family. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so you, you have to respect But you got to get the footage, though. You, you got to, like, investigate. At mm -hmm. the very least, you have to investigate because you want to be able to tell people at least what you can see. And so when I first got there, I saw two cars entirely separated. It looked like a two-car crash. There was a tree. It's a neighborhood. It's like a bus stop there. I'm seeing kids getting ready for school there. We finally get an update hours after we started, and the public information officer tells me that was one car that split into two 
and all morning long I've been reporting that it it looks like two cars. Wow. And it's just like one of those breathtaking moments for me where I, I cried a little bit before the hit and then we, we go live and as I'm describing it, thankfully I wasn't on camera when it happened. But oh, I was okay. I was talking. I'd stepped off. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna step off, let's look at this. And as I'm describing, I'm like, yeah, this wreck was so in tense that the car split entirely into, and as i'm describing it i just I, I feel it coming down a little bit and i'm like i'm off camera i'm wiping i'm wiping Jeez. and we and we we end up wrapping up the hit or whatever but yeah that was that was that was the first moment when i ever like cried on air and it was that was one of the most dramatic things i've seen wow good lord man and then you're like and then you you know i'm sure that you think about that kind of stuff like like this when you see stuff and when you're reporting these things it's like it, it kind of it's part of you now. It's like you, you know, that now that you've experienced it, it's dude, like, especially with, I, I was, I was having this conversation a few days ago because I'm new to Spokane mm -hmm. because I came here for my internship last year. That was my first time ever in Spokane that mm -hmm. I can remember. And now everywhere I'm driving in Spokane, I have a really good grasp. I feel like, especially for how long I've been here, I haven't even been here a year. And I've, wow. I feel like I have a really good grasp on where stuff is relatively. Like I've been to Chihuahua, Colville, I've, you know, I've been east, west, south, north. Like I've literally been all over the place for stories. And it means that whenever I'm driving to town to go to the gym, to go to come here, mm -hmm. like every place I, I recognize, it's because of a story that I did mm. there. I'm remembering. And oh, sometimes it's so. positive because like sometimes I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember blowing up that balloon and giving it to that kid there. Or yeah. it's like two people got shot there and the guy got away and you know whatever and that so it, it it's definitely a balance Damn. when you talk about like do i take a home absolutely i take a home because i really care yeah and i i really want to help these people and like right right now we've been covering the fire up in elk and and the people up there mm -hmm. they're good people and they a lot of them feel like they don't get enough credit because of what's happening with the gray fire and for whatever reason you know some media outlets i'm not saying we do because we've done a phenomenal job of giving both sides coverage mm -hmm. um because the gray fire and the elk fire happened on the same day and mm -hmm. they both caused a lot of devastation I, regardless of whatever reason i want to make sure that the fire that i'm covering that these people feel like their voice is heard and appreciated mm -hmm. Now, that day I was telling you about when I saw the car that split into two, I remember that day specifically when I went home, like, I and and I might not look it, but, like, I take out my, my pain at the gym. Like, I go to the gym, and I just, I, I think about it. And I remember that day specifically when I was lifting weights, all I could think about was how precious life was. Because eventually, I, I built a strong enough relationship with one of the police officers, or it was a it was a deputy there um, with law enforcement. And thankfully, he, he ended up letting us go, like, pretty close to the crash like to where i'm stepping over debris um wow. well beyond the cones we're doing like some of our later shows there and we're seeing like i don't know how many crime scenes you guys have been to but there's they cover up the bodies and you can see the imprints of the body i i saw my first body on this job like other than like a family member who passed away like yeah. i saw my first like body um and thinking back to that seeing this body on the ground and, and going live right there, it just, I found out this kid was younger than me. Wow. Was driving probably over 100 miles per hour in a 25 zone. Jesus. He was with a girl and they crash and now he's dead. And I'm just like taken back and humbled. Mm -hmm. Like that could have been any of us. Mm-hmm. And to think about like later on in that day, while I was there, 
like I mentioned, that is a bus stop. There are elementary school kids lining up right there. If that would have happened two hours later, like some kids could have got hit. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I, when I leave work, I end up taking that home and taking it to the gym and appreciating how precious life is. Like all these little pains and complaints that I have and that we all have on a daily basis. Like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. Like, at least you get to do this, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's very humbling. Yeah. That's, that's huge. Man, that's some serious shit, man. Did How- you, did you, uh, did you have to do like, uh, any kind of education to like, what, what kind of education did you need to have to get into getting into news? That's a great question, man. Um, I mean like what, what prepared you f- to deal with that type of stuff? Uh, it, it, it's been a long, it's been a long process, man. Mm. Um, so I, I started on the West side. Um, and so I graduated high school in 2018 and when I graduated, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I played football, but I, I wasn't going to no NFL and I knew that. So I'm just, I told my boy, my boys are still out there playing ball somewhere. And I told him, I'm like, look, hasalam alaikum. I'm wishing you the best. Me personally, I know I'm not that good of an athlete, so I'm finna have my fun. I'm finna try and look good, get in shape, but I, I felt like talking was my gift. Now, that being said, being a news reporter was never on my goals list. Like, I, just to be honest, I love it, and I, now it is. But back then, all I wanted to do was like be like Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp, national TV, ah, talking sports. Like, yeah. I love sports, I and I love unscripted debates, and so. Uh, when I graduated high school, I had gone to Green River and got my associate's degree. So I, I had done Running Start and all that stuff. And at that point, I was like, well, I don't know what I want to do. I think I want to go to a four-year at some point, but I don't know what I want to study. So I took a break year. In my break year, I stocked shelves for a, a company called Columbia Distributing. You go store to store, wake up at 5, 6 a.m., just put stuff on the shelf. Everybody's miserable. Like Some people like some people like really enjoy that job, and those people are gems. A lot of people don't. And for the people who don't, they just carry that around and they make everyone around them negative. And so every single day I'm going to a job that I wasn't enjoying and everyone else isn't enjoying it. So I'm like, why am I here? Like, what am I doing? I'll never forget. I decided I was going to go back to school. And thankfully I was privileged. I was still staying with my parents at that point. And I I was privileged to be able to, to have saved enough money to now go back to Green River. And to go chase after, I said, I'm going to go back to Green River. I'm going to sign up for two classes that I think I could be passionate about. One of those was acting and one of those was radio. And I found love with both of them. And when I was getting ready to do that, there was a store manager at a Fred Meyer. Her name was Mariah. And I told her I was leaving. And she'd seen me work there for months or whatever. And she was like, she was like, where are you going to work? And I'm like, I'm just going back to school. And she's like, you need a job. And I'll never forget that she said that. And I'm very much privileged to be able to have not had a job for that moment. But within a few months, I had a job. And it was with the radio station at the school. They started paying me. Mm. And then it was a few months into that. So I I started the school. And for my first semester, you can't have a show. You're just pretty much learning and studying and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I interned on on one of their radio shows or whatever. I start to get a hang of it, start to get the feel for it. And I I really like it. And so I I, I tell them, like, hey, I want to start my own show. I ended up starting a show. It's called, my last name is Noel, or I'm Noel Bolter. The, the show is called The Bolt, and it's sports talk. And I still do it to this day, not as, consistent, as consistently as I once did, but I started doing it every single Saturday. And when I started doing that, we would just talk sports for three hours. I didn't know how to prepare. I didn't know what, but I was just getting reps on air. And that was one of the most important things I ever did in my life. Mm. Um, when we first started doing that, and here's, I, I'm, I'm a believer in God. I believe in 
something higher than me being the reason that I'm here. I'm not here because of what I did. Mm -hmm. I have so many privileges. Like I'm very lucky to be here and to be any single day, anywhere I'm going, anybody can hit me with the car and I'm gone. You know, like I'm here for a reason mm -hmm. and that is to spread positivity and to help somebody through something. Right. So, um, there's an opportunity to go on a field trip and the field trip is to KUOW. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a, it's a radio station in Seattle. It's top three in the market. Um, it's the number one NPR radio station. So just pretty much just like old people talking, you know, like they're just, and it's yeah. not my style at all. And I'm just like, uh, you know what, let's go. Give let's me see. a slot. We can learn something. Yeah. So we go on the field trip, Ross Reynolds, he's this big icon in Seattle. He, um, he speaks to us. And what he says is if you want to get a job, at some point, you're going to have to reach your hand across the aisle and you're going to have to be the person to initiate the conversation. That was on a Friday. That Sunday, I took a flyer. I was a huge fan of Brook and Jubal in the morning. Do you know Brook and Jubal? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love them. Mm -hmm. And I took a flyer. I go to the website. I'd seen they'd done stuff with interns before. And I find the producer's email on their website and I shoot them a random email out of nowhere. Mm. And this email, I just pour my heart out, dude. Like, I still have it somewhere. Like, I'm just oh, like, dude. I'm just like, dude, I'm the biggest fan ever. I just got back into radio. I'm so passionate about this. Let me be your next intern. Please, I'll, I'll work my butt off. Like, that kind of thing. The next day, he emailed me back telling me we're doing interviews this week. Signs me up for a spot on Wednesday. Not even a week after I went on the field trip that I thought I had no business going on. And I told him it was, I emailed him because this dude had given me this advice. And so Wednesday I go in for the interview, dude. Kill it. Jeffrey comes up to me and he's just like. From the hey, show. Yeah, from the show. Mm -hmm. Young Jeffrey. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he comes yeah, yeah. up to me and he's like, he's like, are you Noah? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm Jeff. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he has that funny voice. He has yeah. like a funny voice. Yeah. yeah. And he's just, he's got a hat on. He's just like chilling. He's not even like in radio mode. He's just like. Jeff and he like comes up to me and I'm we're walking in I see Brooke over there like Jubal's and you know and I'm just what the heck is happening right now so I go in we sit down we have this interview you know it that I meet the producer the producer's so cool the producer's so cool Boyd I love that guy um so we have the talk or whatever they find out that like I'm not technically about to graduate um and they end up giving the internship to somebody who was her name was Angelica Pham she's she's really good like she is a success on social media she has like a million followers on a couple different platforms now Damn. she just became a social media star um and but i cannot tell you how important and this is all these things are reasons why i i because at this point in my life i had lost my faith in god like i wasn't sure what i believed anymore um i was raised mormon and then i left the church when i was 16 and when i left i, I just didn't know what to believe and then all of these instances were moments where i'm like like the fact that i emailed the producer and they're doing interviews that week like what mm -hmm. like that is not because of me and yeah. what i did and so that was it's a higher power thing right right and so this was another thing i wasn't supposed to get the internship right then because what happened was I get this interview and I'm so pumped. I met Jeffrey. I saw Brooke. Like, you know, I'm I'm feeling like the man of the world. I get the email that I didn't get the internship. So that was like, it was one of those flashpoint moments where it's like, okay, what are you going to do now? Like, you you didn't get it, you know? Like, mm -hmm. so you're like, I'm going to pivot. Like, what am I going to do? Are you going to pivot? Like, what do you, what are you going to do? They said, and when they, when they like gave me the broke up email or whatever, like they told me, like, hey, stick with us. We really like you. We just gave it to someone who's a little bit closer to graduating. I'm like, okay, I can respect that. So what did I do? I worked my butt off. 
my absolute tail. I stayed at that school. I started getting paid for what I was doing. I kept doing my show. I figured out how to get better at radio. And I got good at editing audio. They started, like, because I knew I needed to edit audio for them or whatever. I was working on my social media. I developed the DJ named Squabo. I, I don't know if you guys know my nickname, Squabo. And that was, like, my huge thing at college. Even people at KHQ call me it because that's what I introduced myself as during my internship. They just won't let me call it be called it on air of course. So like, <laughs> yeah, of course. yeah 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 <laughs> and so so like I, I i got this whole squabble thing going and i even started doing and it's somewhere on youtube still and it's like it's kind of embarrassing but um it, it was a moment okay young jeffrey does the song of the week and i decided to make one myself and it was a remix of Tatiana by uh, Blueface. Yeah. I don't know if you know that song. Yeah. Bust down Tatiana. <laughs> I remixed it and I and I made it about Disney princesses. I said Bust down Cinderella. And so I make this song. It's stupid. It's horrible. It doesn't go anywhere. We need to find it. But after that semester, I email them back out of, again out of cut. I just had it felt like divine intervention, dude. Like I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm not giving up on this internship. And so I email them and I'm like, yo. Hey, just checking in. I miss you guys. And I put in the subject line. I'm like, I am your next intern because I've learned how to like market yourself to these people. And I, I sent them that email. I said, Hey, I'm closer to graduating. Like, uh, I'm I'm ready to work. And and this is all that I've done throughout the semester. And they and then they start asking me questions. And they're like, So what's your availability this summer? So this is the this is the the radio like the same people that told you no, and yeah. now you're coming back, being persistent. Yes, yeah. and. They hire me without a second interview. Oh, so you didn't even interview again? No. They're just like, we like you. We already know you. Right. We're ready for you. And they, I kept emailing Damn. them my work. And so they hire me for a summer internship. I'm getting paid to work at Brook and Jubal in the morning. Like, I went on air a couple of times. Barely any. I was so nervous. So nervous. Like, I've, I've never been as nervous to go on TV as I was at Brook and Jubal. Because <laughs> it was something that you were a fan of. And I was a kid. I was 19. I was their youngest intern ever. Wow. And I, I ended up getting the internship. And then, dude, at the radio station at school, I became that guy. Like, I was like, because I got the professional internship, which was yeah. a blessing and a privilege. Do the internship. You don't That's even it. realize how important it is, the timing of everything. Because what happens is, because I go through the internship when I did and because I missed out on it the first time, not only was I like so much smarter for it, I was the last intern ever for Brook and Jubal in the morning. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know now, it's Brook and Jeffrey. Oh, okay. They broke up. I didn't realize that. And I watched it fall apart. Like, I didn't see all of it. Like, it obviously was a long time coming. They'd been together yeah. for 10 years. But, but you I got, were there. I was the fly on the wall. It was Jose... Jeffrey, Jubal, Brooke, and then I was in there, like some random, you know, like I'm just like, I'm like, the, I feel like literally a fly on the wall. I'm like, I have no business being here right now. But it was, I was watching them fall apart and I was taking notes about like things that help them work together and things that make it hard for them. And that was such an important lesson for me. For you to intake. Right. Not only just with that, but also because they were breaking up, they started going through that process. They extended my internship. So, like, I, I was supposed to be a six-month internship. Around here. They didn't want to explain the situation to some new guy. Like, they had oh. somebody lined up. They were going to give me his number to coach him up or whatever. And I, 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 I was willing to do it. And they're like, hey, can you just stick around one more week? I'm like, 
yeah it's <laughs> like okay can you stay another week and it was literally i was on like a week i was on a 10 day in the nba you know like and they just kept giving me <laughs> keep 10 days yourself. keep going right and <laughs> yeah. i just like i don't know when i'm showing up tomorrow people my friends are asking me like hey when's your internship up i don't know you like, said I, this paid it was paid paid good no uh no I'm but i mean it, like it's hey, enough do you show up you're it's like it pays for the gas yeah okay. yeah like barely but it, it was not about the pay <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 but you can now say later when you tell the story it was paid for yeah yeah <laughs> well and at the at that time i was getting paid by them and by the student-run radio station so i mm. was i was very blessed so you caught the bug for for the whole radio and having your face on tv you caught the bug early and then with having getting the opportunities you did and mm -hmm. that and slowly you did you did you did, did you apply at KHQ like out of school and just think to yourself like this is your first like application how'd that work so um i i guess the the transition from where where let me let me let me fill in the timeline a little more because okay. what happens is so eventually the internship they say okay we're switching to Brooke and Jeffrey we need a full-time person to do essentially your job i apply for it i get a phone call from them after i left the application after I, i've stayed all this time for them and this this kind of hurt me like i get a phone call from them and they tell me like we we're hiring someone else after i like extended and you stayed were there with them. you you put in the work too like it just continued to be loyal and dedicated i don't blame them for the decision now i totally understand it and i'm very grateful that they did it like it was the right thing to do they're right it just hurt in that moment and when that happened, I was like, okay, well, now what? And it was like the start of COVID. And Damn. <laughs> so you're just like, okay. I'm just like, what am I supposed to do now? And so I, I ended up working with my old coach. I do a job of security. And that was when I realized, like, screw that. This isn't the end of my story. I didn't have that happen just for me to become a bum now. Mm. How do I put it to use? While I was there and while I was in school, I had connections with King Five. Uh, one of my teachers worked for King Five. So he connected me with Steve Bunin. I don't know if you know who he is, but he is former ESPN anchor for 10 years. Now oh, he's wow. a King Five anchor. So I, I was able to get a sit down conversation with him for 30 minutes where he's, we're getting coffee or whatever. And he's just give, spitting game, telling me, I, I told him, I said, hey, how do I get to network? How do I get to ESPN someday? He said, well, you're never going to get anywhere, just to be frank. You're never going to get anywhere unless you have a degree because you're competing with people who do. All right. So as soon as I lost my internship, I'm going to WSU. I'm going to WSU, and I'm going to get a broadcast news degree. Oh, dope. And so that was the moment where because I lost, I'm like, well, this isn't all for nothing. Like, I'm going. And so then I committed um, that fall. So all summer long, I worked security, save up a little money. That That <laughs> fall... I love the work ethic, man. Shit is just I appreciate that. It's inspiring, honestly. And I I, I go to WSU and it was it, it's crazy because like God is good, man. When I first get to WSU, because we're in COVID, so I have a connection oh, what a to crazy the, time to, right. to be to be trying to navigate new like you're trying to pivot and it's like what the hell is going on right now? Like it's like COVID's happening. This is mm -hmm. all everybody's experiencing this for the first time and you're dealing with adversity already. Bro, it's unbelievable. And uh But yeah, keep going, sorry. So I, I I have a connection to the radio station and the whole thing with the radio station and the TV station at WSU, like the radio station had this mentality where it's like, Ugh, we don't like those guys with the TV station. And in reality, it's because they were not cut out for TV. Like there's a difference. And there are stereotypes about radio and TV, and I disagree with the stereotypes, but I will tell you what they are. These stereotypes are that I disagree with are that TV people are pretty and radio people are 
good voices but ugly. Yeah, you got the you got the radio voice. That's like a right. Yeah, it's a joke, and it's it's not true. There are a lot of very good looking radio people and a lot of ugly TV people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're like that can't be true. I know, yeah, it's not true. <laughs> yeah, but that was the belief there. And so when I have this connection to the radio station, I'm seeing how bitter all my coworkers are about like not being able to get on cable eight, which was the student run TV station. Right. Mm-hmm. I shoot my shot, dude. And so okay. We, uh, I, I, I get in touch with the, the TV station and through hook or crook. Right. And I, I get a hold of them and I, I'm telling them like, yo, I want to be a part of this in one way or another. And they say, okay, we're doing auditions this week. That worked out again, the timing. Um, they tell me that one of the positions available, I said, what are the positions available? They said, well, I, there's a sports director position available. I apply for that. I go through the interview. I'm like doing this whole thing. Here's the thing. I would not have got that job if it were not the middle of COVID because I was brand new to the school. I'd never seen the program and no one was a part of it because of COVID. That was so important that I got that job because then I kept that for two semesters. After nine months of doing that was the election for president for Cable 8, which is a student-run TV station. And I wasn't planning on running for that. (laughs) But I but I, I was asking around about like who else is going to run for this thing. And they they told me like there was only like one, maybe two other people. And I'm like, I wanted to get the job. OK, this is this is full transparency. I'm just letting you guys have it. Please. I wanted to, to get the job. So there was a president and then there were all the VPs of all the different departments. All of those people get paid, and then it's sports director. So I, I was at this level. I wanted to get one step up from sports director, but the president's the one who hires that level. And so I was sitting there, and I'm like, well, this week the president gets decided. Next week he's going to de- – or she or they or – they're going to decide the next one. And why would I sit there and run – and wait this week, sit on my hands and run next week when I could just run this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so with a week until the presidential debate, I'm going or elect, it's like a legit debate. Like it is in front of like 30, 40, however many people are part of the program. Everyone sits there. You guys come out with a speech each. And then everyone's asking questions. How would you handle this? How would you handle this? Even better. I had not seen it in person. I had not, I'd never been a part of this program in person. I I didn't know what it was supposed to look like. I only knew the Zoom version. Then I'm going up against someone who had been there for three years, seen everything in person, done every job in the book. The difference is they didn't know how to speak. Mm. And talking's my game, baby. But that's the person that deserves the job right there, too, to be able to sell you. You got to sell yourself. And so we, we go into this debate, and I debate. (laughs) <laughs> that's what I do. And so, so you ask some hard questions. Well, I'm asking hard questions, but I'm better at answering the hard questions. Mm. He so didn't know. You, he thought he was asking you hard questions. You're like, this is right. Yeah, I see. And like, so you don't like, know me. Like, well, it was more <laughs> of it wasn't, it wasn't as much of us asking questions to each other. It was all the people were asking us questions mm. and people were asking me pointed questions like, OK, you don't know. You haven't been here to see it in person. Like, what are you going to do? And so I'm, I'm, I'm hitting them with the answer like, look. The job of a leader is not to know everything. The job of a leader is to put people in position to be successful. So I acknowledge that I don't know everything. My job is to rely on the people who are our strengths, like the person I'm running against, to do this, right? And so that night, I won the election. And so now I'm yeah. just like, okay, what is going on? Like it's and 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 I, I I had been connected with someone who had done an internship with KHQ virtually. She's now in Oregon somewhere. She was the former Cable Eight president, 
she had hooked me up with the hiring guy here who hires interns and hires people for the job and whatever. And she hooked me up with him. I was already talking to him. And then we had planned on me doing an internship with KHQ like a year ago. And I was like, hey, man, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm kind of busy now, like doing the president thing. And he's like, you're good. Like, just wait a year. And so we end up waiting a year. I, I do my presidency term. I learned a heck of a lot about TV. And one thing I learned is that I do not want to be on the managerial side. I'd rather just be the guy standing there giving you the news than the guy who hires that guy because there's a lot more stress upstairs. Mm. Um, and it's not worth the money to me. Um, it helped me realize that. As soon as we get done with that, I go into the internship with KHQ. And that was wow. last summer. Um, I don't know if you guys know, like this market is, it, it's, what, depending on what service you're looking at, it's 65 to 67, somewhere in that range, right? So it's not like a huge, like Seattle, New York, it's nothing like that. But there are a lot of smaller markets, like the market ratings go all the way into the 200s and stuff. And there's like, most people start at like, montana missoula like and it's there's nothing against that it's just a much smaller market so it, it's very different Hold like, on real just real quick what does these numbers that you're saying what do those mean okay great question um so new york's number one la's number two houston's number three it means they're the biggest market oh so the most people okay. okay 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 most people there most people watching i see a lot of people like want to like oh i want to be in new york one day like mm -hmm. i want to be on tv in new york so this know? is you're saying the 65th market bingo Okay, okay, okay. So it's like it's like we're a middle-sized market. We're a mid-market. But to come right out of college and get a job there, it's it happens, but you got to be good. I see. And when I'm doing my internship, my whole thing going into this, I, I listen to all the motivational videos and all the Les Browns and the Eric Thomases, and I'm sitting there, and I know that specifically one by Les Brown where he's talking about, like, you just have to, like, work for free until they'll pay you. Like, and I told the news director going into that internship, when I met him, I'm giving him my business card. It says squabble on it. <laughs> I had like a patchy beard. It was bad. <laughs> um, and, I, and I go in there and I tell him, I'm like, look, Paul, pleasure. To, his name is Paul Bergen. And I told Paul, I'm like, hey, pleasure to meet you. All that stuff. You seem super cool. I just want to let you know, like, my goal here is to make it so that by the end of my internship, you'd rather pay me than lose me. And he was like, okay, we'll see. You feel me? And so that's that's what it turned into. And the internship was so hard. Like, it was harder than the job. And it was because I didn't know what I was doing. So I'm shadowing people. I'm having to get footage. I'm having to film stand-ups. You don't understand how much you don't know about this stuff until you do it. Mm -hmm. Like, there is so much science and logic. And that's what gives me the confidence now to go on TV every single day so many times. We get so many reps every single day now. And the, what gives me the confidence is because I know what I'm talking about and I know what you need to know. I know what I need to say. And that's where the strength comes from and the uh, confidence to be on air. At this point, I didn't have that because I didn't know what I was supposed to say. And everything I was doing was getting critiqued all the way around me. Like, what did that feel like? Was that like overwhelming? Like, I mean, how Absolutely. do you overcome that? Like, because you've seemed like somebody who just uh, is able to set aside the feelings and really just get after the goal. I mean, that's what I'm getting from it. I, I hope so, man. It's, sometimes it's an act. But look, I also, I'm coming from, I'm the president. Like, I was the president at the oh, school. Sure, yeah. Like, I'm him here. And then I'm the bottom like yeah. so again it was a humbling experience there were days during my internship where I, I legitimately cried like i was like so like i we went to shoot a story and i filmed a stand-up and i thought it was really good and i show it to the news director and to the chief photog and they come in there and they just rip into it just like 
that is terrible. You know better than that. Why are you doing that? Damn, you're like, I thought this was good. I thought it was good. What the f And it How was very hard in that moment, but it was one of the best things that ever happened. I completely redid the story. I show up at 4 a.m. the next day because I was, I was coming down here for two days out of the week from Pullman. I lived in Pullman, and I was staying out here at a buddy's place for my internship. And so I was driving an hour each way. Um, and when I would come out here on Thursdays, I'd be dayside, so I'd get in at 9.30, stay till 6.30, go right to bed because the next day I'd have to wake up at 3 to do the morning show with Bradley. And wow. So when, when I'm doing this, like it's just tearing me apart. It is so hard. Thursday I'll do a story, and they, they finally have me start turning stuff. And uh, turning is the term that we use. I'm going to use jargon a lot, so please tell me if it's a word you want me to explain. Explain them all. We, Tur don't, we don't know. Turn <laughs> I have no idea. Turning is like going and getting an interview and putting it on TV the same day. That's what we, we call it turning. Damn. So it's yeah. like you go, you go, you film something, you have to cut it up, you have to write it, edit um, it, edit it, cut, um, and and we got to track it, which is voiceover and all that stuff. Wow. Like that's that's turning. So what are you doing that like in the van or something? <laughs> like, Great question. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm so curious. How do you turn a story? They have that opportunity. So when 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 a reporter like will go out to like some faraway place and you have a show at five and you don't have time to drive back, edit it, and drive there, you'll bring an editing laptop. So we have laptops that you can edit on. And you're in, just sitting in the driver's seat. Sitting in the driver's seat. Sitting that's at a, what those. That's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sitting at a coffee shop. Like coffee mm. shops are reporters' best friends. You get a coffee, you sit there, put your headphones on, and do this. People are recording audio into their phones. Like they'll they'll like it, it's the wow. it's the most like ragtag. Like this is you know. So eventually, you get to a point where they don't have to check your work. Not during my internship. <laughs> but I mean, like I mean, in in the reporting world. Well, and yes, but. You're always supposed to have at least two eyes on everything. Okay. Because you just don't want to get facts wrong. And every single day, somebody gets something That's wrong. That's the important part, is getting the right. facts wrong. Even if you know it well, it doesn't matter who it is. Our news director could write it, and somebody else should look at it. So we make that a practice. Like, every single day, I write my scripts. Producers look it over. They print it out. And... That's that's our process. Like, so I, we do the internship. So you're uh, flipping stories. You're turning, yeah. you're turning stories. Yeah, yeah. We, we we're turning stories. They beat me down. Whatever. All right. Um. And but I learned so much because of it. I, they wanted to help me get a job out of out of college. So, but I still have one more semester at WSU, which was last fall. So it's it's been a year now since my last semester at WSU, Washington State, and. So I leave my internship, I post my reel, it gets like 500 views on YouTube, which is like not a lot, but I feel like the majority of those were like news directors and mm. people looking for that. I was very lucky, dude. I never applied, I have not yet applied for a job in TV, like ever. And it's because I put that reel out and I, I had like, now probably about 50 different stations reach out to me, just wow. like around the country. And it's not like big markets, wow. it's not like, huge it's like odessa or like it's like you know uh, some some small in texas oregon california i had some on the east coast i had some in alabama i had you know so did you take the biggest market i felt like i had unfinished business in spokane i see and i had and part of it was because one of my internship days the news director tells me he's like okay your stuff's getting good now if you give us a good package today we'll put it on tv and I busted my butt to do that. And then at the end of the day, they told me, sorry, we can't use your stuff on TV because we haven't signed you to a contract. And I'm like, well, I could think of an easy fix. <laughs> and and they're, they're like, sorry, we can't do that right now. And so 
it broke my heart that I couldn't be on TV that day. And so heading out of that internship, I, I just had like a sour taste on my mouth. They tried to get me to go to um, their their affiliate, which I was I was definitely considering. It, Missoula and and Billings and all over Montana, they have affiliates. There's one in Tri Cities, um, and affiliates like that. I, essentially like they're the little brothers of the company that are like a smaller market. Hey, start there after six months. If you're doing a good job, we have an opening. Come yeah. in. You know, like okay. we'll, we'll bring you up. Minor leagues. Right. But I had bigger offers from bigger markets outside of those. Yeah. And so I was telling like the news director here, I was calling him on the phone and I was, you know, I was playing him like a female. Like I, <laughs> I, would just be, I was telling him like, Hey, like you might want to give me your attention. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting some yeah, attention. I'm going to I'm gonna have to commit here. You know, I want to work it out with you, yeah. you know? And so that's, that's kind of like what I was, you're talking about you play the, the, where you're at now, yes. you juggled off of other. Yeah. You're yeah. like, Hey, I want to stay local. I was telling them about each other. There. And I yeah. was like, hey, so they're offering me this. What do you think? You know, can yeah. you can you kind of like sweeten the deal a little bit? Yeah, make you know. And so I and it's, it's smart. all part. Of it. It's the negotiation process. Smart. That's knowing Where'd how to work that? with what you have, right? And being able to say, like, you know, I feel like a big problem is a lot of people don't know their worth, and that's where there's kind of a lack of confidence and and being able to negotiate. Dude, it was hard because I'm in my last semester at Washington State. I'm doing a student newscast every single day. And in the meantime, I'm scheduling virtual meetings to try and re-impress somebody new, you know, like I have to like come in ready to just sell myself to other people who I've never met, who've seen my stuff and are sitting there thinking, eh, I like this, but this is weird. This is weird. This is weird. And like they're critiquing me hard. That's their job. And so I have to like impress myself to them. So long story short, too late, but I, uh, <laughs> with, with, with Paul, he, I, I tell him, I'm like, hey, look, I want to work for you. If you make it happen, if you give me a contract, I will sign it. He's like, well, and he and he's it's, it was very flirtatious. It was he tells me he's like, if we give you a, a contract, like you know, like it's not gonna stay on the table forever. Like you just gotta sign it. And I said, I'll make it happen. <laughs> and so they he has to like go get it cleared by his bosses. And it's right around my birthday of last year that this is happening. Wow. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like thinking, I'm like, I'm keeping it low key. Like everyone's asking me, like, hey, where are you gonna sign? Where are you gonna sign? I saw your video, where you where are you going? I don't know. I haven't committed to anybody yet. And eventually <laughs> he gives me the contract. I go up there and sign it, man. I came up to Spokane. Man, it was crazy. It was such a passionate day for me, dude. When when I was when it was 2019, way back when I first started doing radio, I remember listening to the song Famous by Lil Wayne. And it was uh I was at my buddy's house and he, it came on while we were just hanging out. And I'll never forget the first time I heard that song and the first words I hear are whatever the, the singer is singing. And then Lil Wayne says, I'm going to be on the TV, mama. And I remember when he said that, I'm, I'm a huge mama's boy. Like, I'm just put that out there. I, I love my family. I love my parents. Huge mama's boy. My mama lives for me. My daddy lives for me. And I, I will keep their legacy going. You feel me? And so when I heard her say that, or him say that in that song, I remember when I first was on Brook and Jubal in the morning, I went home that day and I said, I'm going to be on the radio, mama. And it felt spectacular, but it wasn't the same. So when I go and sign this contract, I knew what I was going to say on social media the entire time. I signed this contract and I sit there in the parking lot 
a few blocks down from here. And I type out this long post, like thanking everyone. We got the pictures of me signing. I'm emotional. I'm feeling good. And the first thing I put on my post, I'm going to be on the TV, mama. And it's, it's a message to my mom. Mm -hmm. And so I post it. It's my pinned. The entire ride home, I'm crying. <laughs> I'm listening to the song. Like, like it's unreal to me. Because, yeah. like, I'm still at that point, too. Like, I was so nervous to be on TV. Mm -hmm. Like, this stuff is crazy but to it's me. It's wild. It's like you're, it's almost like this is like the soundtrack to, like, this is your story right here. This is like everything coming full circle for you to be through all the hard work, all the sacrifice from you just seeing the, your, your favorite radio people being a part of that. Move, like that's crazy you see going through these emotions you're listening to the song this shit has so much meaning from the captions of the posts yeah that's mm -hmm. so the whole ride home and so here and what what's crazy is i go from there and i go back when i get back to pullman i'm already wearing a suit i go straight to the student broadcast because i gotta go like get ready to do our little tv cute thing or whatever our mm -hmm. student broadcast <laughs> And it's not a joke. I'm not mean to play it down. No, I was no, like, no. it was yeah. just like, I, you know, it just felt. This is you know, fun. It's just fun. It it's, felt cute now that she was going to be on right. the news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, like, I'm like, and so I get back and everyone's like hyping me up and I'm still like emotional as hell. And like, I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, guys, I can't even like, like, let's just focus on this right now. So we focus on the broadcast. We do the broadcast after the broadcast. I'm just. I start sobbing again. I talked to my teacher. And when we were figuring out, I, I asked my teacher, Matt Loveless, he's a phenomenal teacher. He used to be on TV in a couple of different markets. Um, and he's a teacher at Washington State. And he's telling me, he's like, giving me advice, giving me game about, like, I'm like, hey, should I sign in Spokane? Like, if, if I'm offered, like, I think I want to go to Spokane. He, I said, what, what do I need to know? And I told him early on in the semester, first thing in the semester, I said, all year long, I need you to be extra critical on me. Let me know what I'm doing wrong. Let me know how I'm screwing up. Mm -hmm. And he was all semester long. And he told me, he was like, if you go to Spokane, the difference is the pressure. The difference is if you mess up, people see. Mm -hmm. And you're going to mess up. And there's going to be high expectations and there's going to be a lot of people in and outside of the building who are critiquing you all the time. You go to a little market, they're a lot more forgiving. He's giving you the real shit. He's making you like really feel like, but that's what built you, right? Shooters going to shoot. Mm -hmm. And I, so I shot my shot. We sign it. We do. We do all that. I start. I start with KHQ. They start me as part time. And here's what's crazy. I mean, I, I don't have the wristbands right now because they started to smell like fire um, when I was doing some of the fire coverage. Mm -hmm. um, so I took them off. But I, I've been wearing a wristband ever since last year um, that has the names of the four University of Idaho victims, because. The way that I started my career, I started doing part-time. So I'm, I'm going to school throughout the week. And then on Saturday morning, I'm waking up early and I'm driving down to Spokane to work. And they have me doing part-time on Saturdays. And as I'm doing this part-time on Saturdays, <clears throat> they're having me turn stories by myself, like MMJ. So MMJ means multimedia journalist. It, it essentially means you don't have anyone holding your camera. You carry it yourself. You put it up on a tripod. <laughs> you point it at yourself. You stand in front of it and like, oh, yeah, look behind me. You know, oh, like, shit. so that's MMJing, right? Whoa. And so, and then you're turning the story after that, and you're going back yeah. and editing God. and writing, and you have to get your script approved, and you're all doing it on a timeline, a deadline. You have to have it done by this time, otherwise you're not making it. That's pressure. You're, they're getting that money out of you. They're, they're like, dude, he's he got his own show going. Right, right. And so, so they're they're putting me to work. My first story ever: a family had lost their house of ten years, where they raised three kids and animals. They lost it to a fire. 
And that's my first story ever. And I go out there and I'm just meeting with these devastated. I met them at their house for the first time since it burned. The husband's all burnt up, hand burnt, face burnt because he was fighting it. And Fuck. I'm just. Were you like? Were you like? This is good. Let's get this. Home. No. 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 I know. I know. <laughs> like, I know yeah. about the house. But I'm saying, like, did you get him on film? Like right away, burnt up. Yes. See, you you were like, this is good. <laughs> no, like I knew it would no. be good TV, but like there we go. That's what I'm saying. When I say good, I mean good. And that TV. must be the duality of like being in that kind of a situation where you're trying to deliver it the best way you can and and really speak to to everything while having to really battle these emotions yeah. of dealing with a serious yeah. loss and people's real emotions and shit. It's hard, dude. That sounds like a fucking hard job because I would I, I would fucking I have now learned today. That I would love to be a fucking multimedia journalist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would be my dream. I'm like, I'm like damn, job. that should sound terrifying. Are you yeah. kidding me, Zach? Just think about it. Like, it doesn't have to be like you could go around town and just like it's the emotion. Like, you know, if you were like just going out like reporting on oh fun stuff, that's one thing. But that's really having to deal with. Well, if you didn't have okay, like, like if I didn't have, have a boss. Like you just go around and just do whatever you wanted, but but like yeah. like for like independently. Independently, you see what I'm saying. If you were doing like independently multimedia, you just show up and get it. Whatever you feel like getting, and you you're just totally like that's that. kind of like, but that's kind of like what Zach Zach already is. He kind of like already does that sometimes. Like you'll show up and kind of like get, <laughs> but not on nothing that's like, like dude, nothing he's tragic. Saying, independently, <laughs> that's what he's saying. Independently, oh, so you, you can pick and choose. You can show up at the skate park. All right, these you know just whatever. <laughs> like you see what I'm little saying? Jonathan just landed his first kickflip. <laughs> <Yeah, whatever. laughs> but like I just realized. That that must have been super fun, man. Like, I don't know. Was it not fun? That story or the job? Okay, the job. The you job just, is I just whole. realized when you just described what it was, I was like, that sounds so fun. It is so fun, dude. Yeah. Like, there's such a difference. Like, I'll tell you this. The first time you make a phone call for the company, like, they're like, I show up on Saturday. And I, look, when you're a reporter in college, you feel so, like... <laughs> stupid <laughs> like, like i was thinking of how to filter it nope that's how you feel um God, i can like only student, imagine i'm like hey can i can i record you real quick for uh the student broadcast <laughs> like you know like you're yeah. taking people out of their way you're recording in public you, doing reporter stuff is bold like you have to be comfortable with yourself so have you always been like that no <sighs> No, so, I told you I got so nervous on Broken Jewel. I've worked for this. Okay, like this is a wow. See, and that I mean that's kind of in a testament to just you just say that you know no matter how you're feeling, you can do something, you know. And that's 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 what's huge. That's what I want to be able to relate to people is like, yeah, like you said, th this wasn't something that came naturally to you. Um, no. As far as just being bold, I think that just that trait of just being the person to just kind of get awkward for a second and have to be the one to to reach out to send the email right. to just walk up and start the first phone call versus like now when i make phone calls like today i've probably made over a dozen phone calls to different people about stories set them up for next week and whatever and all that and at this point i got it like just memorized i'm like hi blah blah, blah it's no bolter with khq i'm reaching out because we want to do blah 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 uh reach back out to me here's my number blah blah, blah. Mm -hmm. all right bye thanks my first phone call with <laughs> With nonstop logo, it's like hi, I uh, a bunch this, of us. Is this uh, uh, yeah? I don't yeah. know what to say. I don't uh, know what I'm doing. I feel like a 
kid. It's a Saturday. Nobody's working. Like, it, you know, like I'm just. Nobody's in the. No one heard that. Nobody, you hung up the phone and you're just like, oh my God. I'm calling the library. I've had so many phone calls where I'm like, I hope they You don't. didn't practice? Listen, no. <laughs> no, what? No. <laughs> why, why didn't you call your. Why don't you call your mom Shooters, or something? Shoot. Okay. I'm, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. But uh, yeah. So and it, it gets you used to being live for sure. Cause yeah, that went okay. When we go live, we go live. Like there is barely delay. If you screw up, five live and five four, and then you're just like people okay. See it like Fuck. yes, yes. And uh, so what is that? Like, are you reading something? Like, a, how how are you? How does this work? So Fuck, I want to be on the news so bad. Here's now. here's the hardest part about it, dude. Is like, and this was this is still something that I struggle with. So one of my biggest weaknesses, I feel like my strength at this point is when I go and cover a story and I speak to to everybody at the I, I go speak with the public information officer. I speak with a victim. I speak with a neighbor. I speak mm -hmm. with them. I'm really good at like, okay, hey, so I'm here. This is what I've been doing. This is who I spoke to. But I can tell you what I've been doing. I'm mm. I've gotten good at that. Like freestyle kind of right. I see. Unscripted. That's my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem for me was when, especially on mornings, when I would wake up and I have to cover something that I didn't cover the first day. So now I have to look at the camera because we don't have a script all the time. And I have to look at the camera for like 20-something seconds and just talk about something that I can't rely on memory for. Like I have to remember the words as much as, like, whereas I'd rather remember what I did. Yeah, and if I remember how I felt mm. in the initial story, like this week I've been, I've been, or last week I covered the same fire all week. I didn't need a script by the by partially. I'm just like, don't even print. Like I'm. It's just the feeling is right. there rather than like trying to memorize. It. Speak on this. I Absolutely. know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. yeah, I experienced yeah, yeah. it versus when I'm covering for somebody mm -hmm. else, and I mm -hmm. hate that. And so my biggest, most awkward moments on TV, I feel like, have been when I was covering a story that I didn't cover originally. And I'm just like trying to remember something that somebody else said and I'm relying on them for their facts. And it that is the worst for me. So anytime I can, I try and insert myself into the story. I want to go get the interviews. I want to speak with the people because then I can speak on the things that you don't get from the soundbite. Okay. Yeah. And it takes us. And, and honestly, you're just building into that by like, you know, soon you'll be great at that hopefully you yeah know, how, how do you how do you improve at that do you improve at that by just kind of keeping an eye on every story just in case you'll have to fill in no i i can't do that yeah i do it to an extent like with big breaking news like there's sometimes where it's four o'clock five o'clock and i see something on the news i'm like i know what i'm doing tomorrow yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like yeah. i i know and i'm but text. otherwise you just get there and you're just like all right i just got to get as much information as possible quickly and right. let's well, go and that's the thing is we're getting there at 4 a.m yeah like there's not information to get yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah ain't yeah, nobody yeah. there everybody's asleep it happened Damn. yesterday like i'm sitting there and everyone if they're there they're tired of talking to us yeah, you're like you're like they've been there all night. String, yeah, yeah. right. Been there. And so I'm sitting there like all juicy eyed, like, "Hey, how's it going?" You know, like, no, it, it, it's hard. Yeah. So, I guess there, there's a couple of different things that I've gotten comfortable with. Part of it's just being comfortable talking. And obviously, I'm comfortable talking. You are. You are. We can agree to that. <laughs> and so, like like today, um, what will happen is we, we write our own scripts or they'll write it. And they know how to write to my voice or whatever at this point, which is awesome. My oh, producers do. That's cool. Um, but what will happen is here's pretty much the formula, right? You'll start with 
on camera. So there, there's a toss where the anchor starts like, oh, well, it's the fifth week of July, which means it's this happening. <laughs> Nonstop Locals, Noah Bolter is there now. Noah, how is it looking? You know? Mm. And so that's the toss. Sometimes okay. they'll write it, sometimes I'll it's write it. the toss. And so I'm standing there and I'm just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a question. <laughs> yes, I got a, I got a really fucking <laughs> good you, question. What's the, does, does the delay still happen? Bruh. <laughs> What's yes. the fucking delay about? It is the worst thing on the planet. <laughs> Wait, like, but like, how, how is in. their chat GPT? How is their all, like, just, <laughs> no, but I'm just saying there's a lot of technology. There seems like y'all should be talking like you're on a phone. No, we're on the phone. Is it the camera that's no, delayed? No, what the, is delayed? The problem is the camera's on time. The phone call is delayed. Like, that's really, whenever you're on the phone with somebody, there's that small bit of like, uh, what were you saying? Like, you know, uh, so we're dealing with that. The problem is they can see that up uh, moment. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I noticed you do a good job. You just. Yeah, and you got you know, it. Because you, if you're really good at your job, it seems like what they'll do is they'll just wait and just keep a regular face and then they'll just respond. Yeah, but if yeah. they're not, they'll like, they'll real, they just panic. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah. whoa. And then they don't hear the whole question. Oh, and it's fuck. That's the worst, dude. And it, so what, what I've, and I'm still, it's not a perfect, it is an art, dude. It is hard. First of all, why is it delayed? Because, so when, when I'm, I, I have an, it's called an IFB. It's a, uh, I don't know what it stands for, but it, it's the thing that you clip onto the back, you hook it into your ear. Mm. That's how you listen into what's happening in the show. Always now, wanted one. Now when it, it's, it, just, it looks badass. <laughs> no, right? I've like always it, wanted one. Right. Um, like, they're, they're pretty expensive. Like they're like 80 bucks, like for the whole setup. I'm getting one. You that's... should get one. <laughs> you'll getting you'll one. feel good about yourself. Dude. Go ahead. He's going to be out here fucking reporting news. I know it. <laughs> so, that's just the, that's He's just got the a listen. couple bands. I, know <laughs> I need to get a mic too. Welcome back to Cody Now News. Like, <laughs> this is getting bad. Oh, no, but I'm just inspired. I get inspired real yeah. easily, but go ahead though. <laughs> you guys seem so great. I love you guys. Um, so we're putting in the IFB. It's hooked up. We put it through our jacket or our shirt, and it's hooked up into our pocket. I have my cell phone and I have my work phone. So I use my work phone to call into the station. They give us a number. You call in, and when the producer presses a button or the director, the people back in the studio, when they press a button, they can talk to you. And so you, you can hear them. They can hear you, but TV can't hear you or them. And during my live, while I'm talking to the TV, they can talk to me. And so they'll be like, rap, or, which means shut up. Um, oh. Respectfully. Uh, <laughs> they, That's when you see them kind of panic and start to wrap up the story real quick. They're like, okay, this is Nora Bolter. Okay, okay. It's because the producer told them to shut up. Rap. Politely. It's rap. Yeah, they'll be like, they'll give you cues. Like, if you have, like, there are some days when you have to talk for a certain amount of time, like, for cut-ins, right? So cut-ins are when we're off live air front front at 7 o'clock. And then after that, it's the Today Show on NBC National, right? But for the last five minutes of the national broadcast, they'll kick it to local, whatever local broadcast, and you'll watch that for a minute, right? So everyone watching national TV in this area now sees us, but you have a very specific amount of time. I see. And that's when you guys are like kind of being funny. Exactly. That's right. You guys are kind of like, they kind of let you guys, and it's like not scripted very well. And and it fumbles, (laughs) it fumbles about... 50% 50% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's us. But they're, um, but they're, and they're going, they're like, keep, like, they're like 30, 15, ah, 10, 
like rap. I you know, would, like they're God, they're giving you cues I'd be and you're busting a freestyle right there. While you're doing it, you're trying to keep a conversation going <laughs> with oh yourself. Like, could you imagine if I was doing this podcast and I had somebody in my ear right now? Like, bro. well, I mean, like, what you just get creative. You're just like, it is like you just you're like it's a nice day. Like, what do you do? <laughs> right, and so I, it, dude, it is, it's definitely an art. I was uh. gonna say that's like a different art to the whole thing is that just that right there, just being able to. The amount of stuff that can go wrong, like, dude, my first live shot ever. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> this was this was so humbling. Oh my gosh, I was like, at first, I was like, I hope everybody watches this, and then as soon as I got done, I'm like, I hope nobody was on TV right now. Damn. Because what happened was, it was it was my first live shot ever was the Moscow stuff. Like before that, I had been on TV, but it was always pre-recorded. I could mess up and just feed it back, you know, like yeah. cut it out, no problem. Again, live is live. Like, you can, if you mess up, everybody and their mother sees it, right? Including your boss. Because our whole station watches the news. Yeah. So everyone I'm trying to impress is watching. Um, and so what happens is, this is the worst thing on the planet. This <laughs> this was such a good lesson to learn, I guess, on my first one. Because, you know, if you can come back from this, I guess. Um, for my first live, you have to look at the camera. You can't look down at your script. And I'd been coming from a place where all I, all you would do is you'd, you'd do the live part at the beginning. You'd already record everything on audio. So all you'd have to do is live beginning, live ending. And while it's going through the story, it's already recorded your voice. It's showing video and stuff that you already edited earlier. You don't have to worry about that. So what happens is we go live and it's not until I am live that I realize in my headphone it's playing my own voice back on like a two second delay. Oh God, dude, I was so nervous anyways. And I'm sitting here trying to memorize three lines. I'm like, what are my lines? What am I, I honestly, to this day, I can still pretty much remember what the story is and what my lines were. And because you just burned it into your memory. Real burned. Quick. I can do that with most of my stories. It's kind of like, can, can you just pop the headphone out real quick? That's what I should have done. Okay. And that's what you learn as you develop it. But it's my first live. I'm just trying to think about the words I'm saying. And then I hear myself. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Ha. You know, I'm like, oh, oh, God. And it's on TV. And so I do that. And it gets worse because all the problems just start to pile up. Because I didn't even know people will sit there and read this stuff live, which is what I do now every day. But I didn't know people did that. I was expecting them to just play everything I'd recorded and edited in. And so what happens is I mess up the live part and then they're expecting me to keep reading. And I'm sitting there like, hmm, why isn't it playing? <laughs> because I sent them audio and uh, they didn't put it on. Yeah. And so now they don't even come back to me for the last live part. They just go to the studio and the anchor, Melinda Lee, she is the best. She literally sits there and just like, Noah Bolter is reporting that blah, blah, blah. And she's reading my script for me yeah. because of the huge miscommunication. And so some, there's just somebody there's somebody in a studio that just recognizes there's a breakdown yep. and just says, screw Noah, we're going back to the studio. She's got it. Producers and directors. I see. Whoa. Yeah. See? And see? That, that's even wow. hard. Wow, see? He just happened. That wasn't even on a delay. 
<laughs> like that was hard with it pretty much synced up. Yeah. Like when it's two seconds off, oh, you know, like oh, no, no, oh, that's yeah. bad. Yeah. We've all had that phone call you make, and you're like, "What's wrong with your phone, bro?" Because it's <laughs> echoing back to me, and it's no, you it's gotta end it. What's well, ruining it. my brain? It ruins everything. <laughs> yeah. Like no, it you does. can't. It's totally distracting. I think that would be the hardest part. Absolutely. Is trying to. And it's like, oh, now I got to be nervous and distracted and and remember and pivot. And then have a personality yeah. and well, and we're talking about somebody's dying, right? Like we got God, to yeah. so now we need to we need to be able to yeah. certain reverence. Yeah, right? we're talking yeah, jeez. So That's that was my tough. first live shot ever. That 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 was horrible. Um and I had literally I had my friends there watching me. I'm like, watch, I'm about to go live, watch this. Oh, oh, so they're Come standing there and they bit. just see me melt down. And that's the thing is people watching at home, they don't know what just went wrong. Yeah. Like they don't know it's not my fault that in my ear the thing was on a three second delay. They can't yeah. hear that at home. All they hear is me going ah, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it. That's, I'll tell you also from the other perspective, it'll be like, like it just comes and goes so fast. So we'll just be like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, what, like it <sighs> doesn't it doesn't stick. Like what it means to you to mess up doesn't mean that to the person watching. They're just like, thank you. Oh yeah, something happened there, you know. And uh, okay, now we're getting the. You I'm know, still getting is, the information. Like they're there for the info. You're not getting hung up on it. Never. As as a viewer. Yeah. So I think that... I can imagine he would think we are. You have no idea how much that means to me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was Dude, like, you I have no idea. After every hit, and I'm like, dang it. I'm just like... Because like I... and That's great. It's because you care. Purpose. I am so critical of myself. Yeah, like every single day. I'm sitting there every single day when I, I, I talk to my web desk after. So every single morning we go live, 5, 5.30, 6.30. We do pretty much, typically we do the same story twice. So 5 and 6 are the same. 5.30, 6.30 are the same. Every single day I'll be texting my web desk person before I get back. Her name is Amanda. I'll text her. I'll be like, hey, can you post a 5 and 6.30 today? Can you post a 5.30? Just a 5.30. Like I can sit there and remember like that was a good hit. That one was ass. Like oh, okay. please don't post that one. You I know? see, I see. Yeah, okay. And so, it, it, I'm telling you, this stuff burns into your brain, dude. Yeah. Like, like, it all becomes a blur. But like, I can specifically remember so much. Like, is there any story that you? What's one story that you can remember? And I'll tell you anything about that day. Like, I, <laughs> oh yeah, please. I well, um, honestly, the fires are were huge. Like, because um, I'm, you know, that's something that's so recent and ingrained in my brain right now. With the, um, with the with the with so the elk fires yeah the elk fires those those were those were crazy because I wasn't there the first three days of that fire so it was Friday Saturday Sunday I wasn't there I, so you were seeing it you saw you knew it was happening yeah kind of knew okay this is I get there on Monday at five a.m. and I'm at a parking lot with a bunch of people sleeping in it because they can't be at their homes right now and I'm like hey you want to talk real quick like how's it going you know like that's yeah. just that's hard so hard I, i've never been to this area i don't know who these people are i don't know what the community is like you know i but you know what they just went through and now you have to right half the people love the tv people probably the majority hate though like they just it's like, like you're just trying to get in like they're kind of already feeling like drained right. out of like everything and then it's like hey we need just a little more and so and that's why more than anything and i, I really mean this is that because we were talking a little bit about this earlier, like when, when we're covering a story, first and foremost, anything I tell you that I will or won't use on air is fact. 
Like, if you tell me not to say something, I will not say it. And if you tell me not to attach your name to it, I won't attach your name to it. Like, that's just how I operate. It's the ultimate respect thing. And the number one thing I'm there for is to help people in the community. Like, when I go up to a scene, regardless on if they know who I am or not, like, I'm there. Like, there was a, a report of a, a missing kid, um, a, a Amber Alert. Mm-hmm. In a in a neighborhood a few weeks ago over at uh, near Spokane Community College or Spokane Falls, and we go over there and it's a community full of 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 people who are just like freaking out. It's a bunch of moms and they're sitting there freaking out because is it the neighborhood down by the river? I think so. Yeah, yeah, right near TJ River Walk or something. It's like really nice houses down there. Uh, I don't know about okay. that. Uh, it, okay, go ahead though. But it was it was in it was in an apartment complex that's right there. Oh, mm. okay, that was above that. Okay, yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Yep. Go ahead, that. Yep. And so we're and so we're right over there, and I'm these people are like coming together, and I see like a group of moms like forming together, and I go up to them, and I just you know want to like see how they're doing, see if anybody knows like the person who's missing and like that kind of stuff, and they're like, do you want to join us for a prayer? And I'm sitting there and I'm, I've already explained to you a little bit, like I'm on a deadline. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to go get stories, all this stuff. And there was no doubt in my mind. Hell yeah. Let's pray. Like, let's find this girl. Are you kidding me? Like Mm -hmm. I'm here. And so we sat there and we prayed for like five, 10 minutes. Wow. Like just hand in hand, a group of strangers, at least strangers to me. And we just, you know, prayed our hearts out for this girl. Thankfully, we found out that that she found she was found okay. But still, it's like it's something that's like so much bigger than, you know, you're there. You're just like almost giving yourself up to just, hey, this isn't about me. This isn't about, you right. know, like in this moment, this needs to happen. And so you being so invested in these uh, stories probably me- means tremendous amount to the community and the people mm. that are going through these things to have somebody show up that really cares. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's honestly, it's, it's what's most important out of anything. It was, I'll never forget. There was one of the classes that you have to take, like you don't understand how important the education is to your career until you do it. There was a class called media law and there was a class called media ethics mm-hmm. and media law. Oh, that was hard. Like it was just, they were both hard classes, but media law is like all the, okay, if you say this, then the FCC is going to get you for this. Or, you know, like you got to figure out, like it's showing you cases and you're experiencing what other people have suffered through based off, you know, false information and falsifying news and stuff like that. Like here's how to legally operate media ethics. Okay. What would you do in this situation? And it makes you think about that. And it's so important to take that class because one of the situations, and I, I don't remember exactly the details of this, but they gave us a scenario. And the scenario was there's, you're in uh, some third world country and there's this kid, and you might've seen this picture. There's this kid who's like curled up, obviously in pain, like uncomfortable, probably starving. And there's a, a, a vulture right next to the kid. Mm-hmm. And the vulture mm-hmm. looking like it's about to attack. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. And it, it's like, do you take the picture or do you help the kid? And that was one of the first moments where I ever sat there and thought, like, why am I doing this? Like, what is my goal here? And after I thought about it for a minute, even said a little prayer um, just in my head in that classroom. And without question, I knew, like, I'm helping the kid. to help, yeah. Like, I'm not here to take the picture. I'm not here to win the report. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here to help people. And that that moment was so important to me because now when it was about the prayer, it wasn't even a question. Like, let's go. 
because yeah. I'd already decided that. Mm. And with, there have been so many scenarios, like the most heartwarming stories I've covered, part of the reason I've cried, is there was a, a in Deer Park, there was a after-school mentorship kind of program, tutoring program, where it was all self-funded by this wonderful lady who just, you know, poured her heart and soul into this. She wants to help kids. So she rents out this building that's in like this complex area. Uh, this like plaza style. Um, it's like upstairs around the corner. It's super weird, kind of sketchy. Um, but like, you can tell she is so invested in these kids. There's this walls of crayons and, and decorations and all these different activities to help them learn. And mm -hmm. it's like math games and helping them logically deduce. And I'm speaking with her kid and her kid is just this brilliant, one of the most brilliant eight-year-old, seven-year-olds I've ever met. Like just blowing my mind away with how smart she is. And it's because of her mom and what they've been going through. The reason I'm there is because this tutoring program that she funded herself got robbed, burglarized. Broke into. Broke into thousands of dollars worth of equipment stolen. What? Thousands. Took the kids Like stuff. took laptops, took computers, took editing, took all sorts of wow. stuff, music gear, trashed the place. And this lady's just crying to me about it. Like de devastating. And it's, it broke, broke my heart. And what makes it worse is that classes were supposed to start up next week. Dozens of kids signed up for this. They're supposed to be a part of this. And now they can't have this. They don't have that additional. This is childcare. This is productive childcare where they're gaining, they're yeah. getting smarter. They're getting social skills, development. And we do a story on it. And she calls me back a few days later crying to me on the phone but this time it's a different type of tears she's crying to me thanking me because since we covered this story thousands of dollars worth of donations in terms of equipment they get all these laptops donated they get this partnership with the school district mm -hmm. they get hundreds of dollars worth of just straight cash from the community and they're able to pick back up again for classes not missing a beat all the kids are taken care of and otherwise it wasn't going to happen mm. that is why i do this job wow. that is why i love news reporting and not just sports talk because of stuff like that there was a last year there was um when i first got hired there was it was a uh with spokane public schools it was a mentoring program and we're, we're working on doing another story about this now and it's primarily for, for black students and, and to have like mentors. Um, and I go to this and I don't know if y'all can tell, like I come from a place in Kent. Mm -hmm. When I was there, I went to Kent Meridian High School. Mm -hmm. At the time I was there, it was the fourth most diverse high school this side of the Mississippi, according to an online stat. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I went there, like I was a minority and I love that. Like I don't like I relate so well with people who don't look like me. Mm -hmm. That is my thing. Those are my people. People who look like me, I don't always relate with. Like, like I, I we get along, like, you know, it's cool, yeah. whatever. But I just, you know, everybody got their style. And I love people who don't look like me. And so when when I'm at this function, like, this, this is primarily for black people. I love black people. <laughs> I love black people. And so we're just hitting it off. We're talking about hooping. And we're talking about, like, music and all this stuff. We're just, like, having great conversations, all that stuff. 
we do this story because there's not enough mentors, there's not enough people helping these kids who need the support and the leadership. We do the story. I call back the dude, and he and he's telling me he's like that night after we did that story, their mentorship doubled. Wow. Mm. To now, all these kids have role models and people to look up to. You don't have to donate a lot of time. It's an hour a week. But now, all these kids have one hour a week with somebody who they can look up so to. So you really get to come and shed a light on something that can actually provide some real change. And, you know, where people, you know, you're just giving it some shine. And, man, that must feel great to, to be able to do that. So this is a double-edged sword when you're dealing with things that are terrible but then you get things that are warm in your heart too and you take those things home yeah and you get to be you get to feel good about what you do it's not all bad no no absolutely not. so that's huge and then there's the fun like there's also a lot of fun like well tell me about okay so tell me about um gonzaga <laughs> tell me about gonzaga you were at uh you're in denver right and obviously Jimmy Kimmel has the Gonzaga doesn't exist. We don't know where it's from. You're out there. You're talking to people, asking people where Gonzaga was from. That was that was great. I love that. Okay, so tell me tell me about this experience a little bit. It's just tailor made. Like it was it was too easy to do that story. I was so <laughs> looking forward to it. Like everybody's gonna do that story every single year from here, you know. And I don't know if you saw, but Jimmy Kimmel actually picked it up. Like the story that I did, I. There was a clip of the anchor tossing to me on Jimmy Kimmel live. What? Like he watched it, like that's, that's a, sick. and they responded to it, which is just it was cool. Um, it was cool. So first, I had no intentions. Like I look, I'm a sports guy. My whole team knows that they sometimes they have to like crawl to pry me away from sports. You know how much Pac-12 stuff I've wanted to do since this WSU oh, stuff happened. Like I'm like pounding the table, like put me on this. I could do it. But we got to talk with our sports <laughs> team to make sure this. that we got to talk with the sports team to make sure that they we're not crossing wires and stuff. Yeah. Um so what happens is it's a Friday. Um I'd gotten off. It's my weekend and I get a phone call or I get a text from my boss. He says call me. Normally that means he's calling me in. <sighs> I'm like, all right, I'm finna work on Saturday. Let's do this. You know, like I have that like, deep breath. I'm like, all right, you know what? Mentally prepared. Let's go. I have to think about what my answer is before I answer the call. Because otherwise I'm just gonna be like, uh, 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 you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I, I could reschedule my haircut. Like, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I gotta know what I'm gonna say first. So I, I, I call him and I'm shocked when he's like, we want to send you to Denver. I am mind blown. <laughs> like, oh, shit. You want to send me? I'm there. Like, let's go. Like, yeah. And I start, like, I get energetic on the phone with him. Like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Like, absolutely. So I've been on a, on a, on a trip for when I was in college. They, the radio station sent me to Vegas to cover the Pac-12 Women's Tournament. My first time ever in Vegas. That was a party. Let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. Because we go down there, and we all we got to do is, like, go to the games. And I literally, like, my friends were calling. There were three of us who went down there. Two of us could call the game. One of us would be on the sideline, like, getting video or whatever. Put me on the sideline. Like, I love calling games on the radio, but I've done that. Like, I, I, I did that at Green River and all that stuff. I love doing that. Put me on the sideline. Put me next to the coaches. Put me next to the players. Bella Mercatete, I don't know if you know who she is. She's the center for Washington State women's basketball. She ran me over um, during a 
pregame introduction how the players like run out bring them out bring them out you know yeah. and they're all like dancing or whatever she ran me over because i was too close with a camera like <laughs> like like and i'm just i'm in it i'm listening to what they're saying i'm sitting right next to the oregon venture in the pac-12 women's tournament and just getting all these details sedona prince is like dang it you know we gotta score we gotta do this and i'm texting my guys who are calling the game right now and i'm like yo she just said this yo he just said this yo listen to this no way i'm literally and here's what's so stupid the amount of confidence that i've developed by doing this because they don't know who you're with no you're just down there you got you got a pass you got a vest on the vest is covering the past like you just have media credentials so they don't know you're with some student broadcast from washington state having nothing to do with oregon versus ucla but that's not going to stop me from walking up to ucla sideline like Mm -hmm. i belong there you know like I'm like walking up to them, like in the in their huddles with my camera over the top. The camera people who are working this game aren't up that close. Some some undercover stuff. Yeah. I'm just sending it, dude. Yeah. Like I'm just <laughs> like I'm I'm here. You know, you gonna have to kick me out. Get this. You guys, Seahawks fans. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Anna Wilson is Russell Wilson's sister. Oh okay. She plays for Stanford. Stanford won the Pac-12 tournament. They they do that a lot. And Russell Wilson was in attendance. At this point, it was two days before he got traded to Denver. And I see him on the sideline. I'm a diehard Seahawks fan. So I walk by him and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, Russ is here. Sierra's there. Like the the stars are out. I met uh, Mark Davis too, um, the Raiders owner. And I, I, I see Russ there and I'm like, hey, Russ. And he looks at me. And I'm like, go Hawks. And he's just kind of like, he's on his phone. He's just kind of like, yeah. Just kind of ignores it, totally plays it off. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, why would he do that? I see him talking to everyone else in the crowd. Like he's literally like friends with, he's talking with them and them and his mama was there. And like, they're all like having a conversation with everybody and his sister. But when I say go Hawks, I, I didn't realize it at the time. That was probably the worst thing I could have said, right? Like, if I would have been like, hey, Russ, I he love you. Hey, he was like, I don't know how to react to this. He knew he was going to get traded. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sitting there, and when he gets traded, I'm just like, dude, what did I just watch? Like, this. this what a crazy, just honestly, but just a crazy thing to be a player to. Yeah, and have to access. Be, yeah. And to be getting traded and to not really know what to say. Because you have this loyalty to this team that you <sighs> went to the Super Bowl with, that you really. I mean, you become ingrained in this city. Right. You become ingrained in this city. Like, you have, like, like millions of people probably <laughs> that love you and that are bought your jerseys yeah. and are invested. And now you're about to leave. And you're about to make a whole bunch of other people real happy, mm-hmm. you know. But then you're about to make a whole lot of people upset. And none of them know. And, <laughs> and you're walking by. Go hogs. He's like... That's not the time, you know? Because it's like, I wonder if you feel like you're making money, you're leaving, and you're like, well, you know, like, I'm glad that I'm moving. I'm like, this is my career, this is my life, this is my right. family. But then it's like, you almost feel like you're kind of betraying, like, these other people. I'm sitting there I thinking, wonder. I'm like, it's like Future playing right now or something? Like, why is he tripping? <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> and so, look, look, look. One of my life missions now is to just tell Russell Wilson, if I ever, when I see him, I'm going to see him again. I'm gonna see him again. There's not the end. Say that. Not if it's win. Say that. Yeah. And when I see him again, I'm gonna let him know. I'm gonna be like, hey Russ, you don't remember me. That's okay. But I was on your story once. I was in the background. I seen it. I screenshotted it. Um, but (laughs) 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 um I I uh 
I said go Hawks, and you were like, eh, and you you know you were in the awkward moment. I don't blame you. Like I would have probably done the same thing. Like you feel me? I just want you to know I still love you. That's all. See, there we go. Yeah, because I'm waiting for that moment. Well, I I remember <laughs> I remember when the, he got traded, and then we played the the it was the Broncos like the first game we played that. that was and a then we, yeah. And the, oh yeah, they hated him. Well, well, it was the first. Uh, I remember it was like the first. I thought it was like the first game of the season. It was. Yeah. It okay. was, and it was our Super Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, because you got traded, we felt betrayed. Yeah, we won so, that game. Yeah. And then it was like, oh well, they traded Russ to Denver, and we just whooped their ass. So. And, and yep. but the Seahawks were also like supposed to be awful last year, and like, and then that totally flipped on Gino! his head. Yeah. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> yep. Let's go. Yep. They're gonna keep betting against us. Just totally. like they keep betting against the Mariners, and we gonna keep. Oh, wait, yeah. hey, I got, I got $20 on the Mariners having a better record than the Astros, man. I'm going to need them to stick to it. Don't get me started, man. Don't get me started. I'm a, I'm a diehard Mariners fan and Seahawks yeah. fan, so I'm very excited for, for the season to start, too, for yeah. football. And I love that we get, you know, especially when the Mariners make the playoffs, which is very, very, you know, long time coming. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, to be able to watch football and baseball together. It's just a nice time. See, I was in a good time right now. When we get those things, Sonic's back. Mm. We're getting them back. I know, I know. Yeah, they. I saw I saw that they had the expansion team. I keep seeing things that are like, oh, you know, there's two expansion teams. One of them's here, one of them's Seattle. It's coming. One of them's Vegas, one's Seattle. Oh, Vegas, that's what it was. Right. And I, it's, it's, it's going to happen. I'm so confident it's happening. I put out, like, a YouTube video a couple years back saying, oh, yeah, I think it's going to happen this year. But it, I don't know when. But it's gonna happen. Yo, predicting when the Sonics are coming back is like trying to predict the end of the world. <laughs> it's like 2012. Yeah, yeah. 2020. Yeah, yep. 20 fucking something, man. Come on back, That's man. Oh, they gave us the Kraken. Okay, well, hockey's okay. We looking for basketball. Do right. you have a? You, uh-huh. know, right. I, you know, hockey's okay. Hockey's like you know, it's ice soccer. Like you know, I need some freaking basketball. <laughs> and dude. we we love the storm, but. Stewie gone, <laughs> you know. Oh uh, like, yeah, the storm are not the same no more. Did you yeah. uh, did you get to a Sonics game when you were young? Yes, me too. Yes, at Key Arena, which or... is very just nostalgic. Honestly, yep. I and sat on the against the wall. We we got tickets from a scalper right out front for like really, yep, twenty five bucks a ticket, which wow. was a lot back then. This is in like ninety nine. Wow, it's kind of crazy because they're like. They're like the legacy of the Sonics, like because it just like ended. It's just like it just stayed yeah. in time. It's it was okay. crazy because we got the worst tickets back against the concrete wall, like up in that arena or whatever. And like it was, nosebleed. And it nosebleed. And it was you could see so good. Key, it was a key arena, wasn't it? Back yeah. Arena still yep. is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, well, it's climate plays now. Yeah, oh, okay. but I mean, same, it's, same. It, it was a, it was really good for basketball. Like, I mean, yep. you, it was there's not a bad seat in the house. They say, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that how they say that? So, yeah. that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need some basketball back. That would be cool. I, I, that'd be dope. Um, you had something pulled up, Brennan. What'd you have pulled up earlier? <laughs> I yeah, couldn't find something. the right clip, but when you guys were talking about like. Things that have happened, like that, where will you cut to a reporter and yeah. they're saying something they shouldn't be saying? Oh, it yeah, happened yeah. in Spokane in like 2013. A, a reporter was on, it was on Fox, uh, <laughs> dropped an F bomb live on air. Oh, and like, if you dropped the F bomb on, we're talking about. like, you're yeah. getting, you're going to get fined a lot of money, right? You that's, can be. That's, that's a big deal. Yeah. And, uh, and my friend was the editor. On the on at the time, and 
didn't catch it, just, it was a big problem and it was like a it happened here in Spokane <laughs> and oh. it, it went viral it just went it went like it, like it went on everything because that's what the people want we know what i was saying that people like <laughs> you know we don't notice but we notice that so so that's just, the stuff we're like oh clip it clip it clip yes. it yeah. he Post just said it. he just said fuck well, that's a no but uh um is there is there a delay because of that the delay i i someone, think someone someone was telling me something about how there is a slight little just in case someone cusses to where the editor has enough time to just really quickly Dump. Uh, yeah. Like just mute whatever's happening, and then he can come right back to it because he hears it, and he's like, "Okay, I got three seconds," and then See, it's not on live. You know what I mean? I honestly, I'm I'm a little bit uneducated in the TV realm because yeah. I don't think that that exists for us. Like we, they tell us at least do not count. Just on that don't, at all. don't. With radio, I know that they have that, and what oh, the, what they'll do is, what is they broadcast. What they'll do is if there's no delay built, they'll like s broadcast a slower wavelength. So it's just slightly slower to where you can't notice the difference until yeah. it builds like a seven second delay. And then at any point you press a button, it's the dump button. And I it'll see. dump the last seven seconds. It'll cut to where you're at in the conversation. Uh. You just got to rebuild the delay. Oh, wow. Jesus, that's so smart to have to build that in. And then you, you have a little cushion. Yeah. Nice. Marshawn Lynch is known for having to... Having people that use a dump button on him on yep. on uh, on radio because <laughs> yep. he does not filter himself at all on anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I know you told us some some situations, but like, yeah, what are some of the situations where you've like things have just gone wrong for you when you were just out there? I mean, the delay. I know the delay situation was that pretty much the worst type of thing that has happened to you as far as like a oh shit moment. Dude, I've there's been so much. <laughs> Like, so builds you. I've been live by myself, MMJing, as we talked about, and I'm in the middle of my stand-up. I start to hear myself on a delay again, and the light battery died. Oh, no. Like, I'm standing in the dark, now dark. <laughs> they can't see me. I can't hear myself. I had to rip out my headphone. I was ready this time. So I rip out my headphone, the light shuts off, and then I have to go read my script live. I can't see it. I oh I don't I'm God. trying to fix the battery because I gotta like get through this thing. And so what happens is thankfully my producer had my back. And they had taken us off of it before, which I didn't know. So I'm sitting there reading to myself in the dark because I had to rip up my earbud because I couldn't listen to it. Meanwhile, the producer was trying to tell me, hey, we cut you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was You're just like, sitting there just God, like reading, reading like an idiot. Like, oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> well, you're just, you're just doing your job. Yeah, yeah you're you just go. like, I got to gotta go. Any yeah. any situations where you're too close to traffic and like... like People honk it, all the time. And <laughs> you look over or like water getting splashed up onto you. <laughs> Uh, dude, I haven't got water splashed onto me. I got yelled at a couple times. Yeah, yelled at or like um, someone trying to like just a crazy. This is Spokane. Crazies are I'm sure like pop out. Like, hey, what are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah. No, crazies been, pop out out here. Yeah. So one time I was, uh, and this was actually this is like one of those moments where you're just like, wow, this this is real. Um, it was after I graduated, obviously, um, and I'm, I'm working day side. Still during winter time, it's pretty cold. There's a little snow on the ground. They send me out to Pullman, which is where I graduated from. I just graduated a semester ago. I'm like, I'm the man over there. Like, let's, you know, it's good. These are my people. We go there for a devastating story. It's because Luke Tyler had died. He was found dead in his dorm room. 
And later on, I believe the medical examiner had, had acknowledged or had said that it was uh, because he had overdosed or um, something wow. along those lines. But at this point, all we know is that he had died in his dorm room. And we go back down there to cover this story. And I'm standing as a fresh reporter, fresh out of the school. I'm standing on the sidewalk and I'm at in front of the dorms and everyone in the dorms is just being rambunctious, just ridiculous, loud, obnoxious. They start yelling at us out the window. They play really loud music on a speaker, like intentionally vulgar music, like trying to mess up our broadcast. We can't play any music on TV pretty much. Like we have all this stuff in our bank and other than that bank, we can't play anything pretty much. Um, and it gets to the point where, and this is why it's so important to have a photog. A photog is the camera person, the person behind the camera mm -hmm. who thankfully because I'm on mornings, I have one every single day which is for the most part, there's been a few days where like a photog isn't there. We couldn't get a backup. So I got to go by myself and we manage, but the, the difference is tremendous when you have one. That's when you can like, Hey, come here with me. Come look at this. Cause then he can move the camera. Otherwise I got to stand there stiff and be like, Hey, behind mm -hmm. me, you can't see it, but this is happening. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm there with a photog and it's just, her name's Alyssa. She's just, you know, a small little girl. Um, and I have my back to the dorm and these college guys just come outside and start throwing stuff at us like pine cones while I'm listening and going live. Like I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm waiting. Stephanie visual is about to toss it to me and I, they just start assaulting us and I'm sitting there and I'm like, do we take the shot? Like, do we even like, do we go, you know, and I do it. What the I do it, and then, like, afterwards, like, we, we, like, walk away, and we ended up, like, going across the street for the next one or whatever. Um, but that was one of those moments where, like, in that moment, I, first of all, I was ready to scrap. Like, I was, <laughs> I was ready to fight. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was, but. all fucked up, too, because there's emotions going. You're trying to do your job. They knew what happened? The other thing, it, well, they didn't know at the time, the producers and stuff. No, no, no. I, I guess what I'm saying is the, the kids at the school knew that. Somebody died. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's know. like, they're like, that was the day after, a day before? Or, it was, or, it was, it, it was probably Next. less than 24 hours. Probably. Jesus, they're out there like, they obviously that's what you're reporting. Right. Well, oh, and it's, true. they just, you know, people, sometimes people don't understand why you're there. They think you're speaking down. They think you're, you're, you're abusing someone's misfortune or something. They don't know why you're there. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's, that's a hard thing to say. Like one of the hardest things on the job I found is that, when other than telling like a, the story like why should i bother them to tell this you know like why why should i go up to someone who just lost their family and be like hey how are you feeling like other than like the sympathy part like asking them like hey why is it that you feel that way and stuff like that like when you when you're supposed to dig to do the job other than your job why are you doing that and those are the the hardest moments just because like you literally have to bother someone. You have to go up to the, the 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 victim, the neighbor, the people who are suffering right now, and you have to ask them, why are you feeling like this? How is this happening? So whenever I'm in that situation, I always start on just a human level. Like I always go up to them, Oh my gosh. I cannot imagine what you're going through right now. Like just 
I have the ultimate sympathy for you. Is there anything I can do for you? That's always how I start, depending on the situation. And we'll have that talk. And depending on how they react, I'm like, hey, I just just so you know, I'm, I'm no bolter. I'm with KHQ. Um, we're here to help you. We're here to support you. You let me know what you need. Like, we, we want to help you. We want to help tell your story, get your perspective, share what you're going through. Um, is that something you're comfortable with? Like, that kind of, that's kind of how I'll initiate that conversation. Um, wow. It's a very hard thing to do. It's a very hard thing to do. And like I told you, I, I learned that lesson. I was going to say, not something that you, you were natural at. This is something that you had to, this is a learn, the learned part of the job that, you had to forcibly adapt to, to do this. Cause you thought you were gonna be fucking sitting on ESPN maybe just chopping right. it up around about, about sports. You didn't know right. you were gonna be covering tragedy and people who are literally going, this isn't just, you know, I just show up and I have to be on TV. It's like, there's this other element to it. That's, I mean. It's the worst part of their life. Yeah. I've spoken with accused murderers, dude. Like they sent me to, um, to, to do a jailhouse interview. First one. Wow. And it's this dude who was accused of walking around in public in Spokane and stabbing people for no apparent reason. Jesus Complete strangers. Christ. Walking around, pa, pa, pa. Footage. Caught him. And Fuck, dude. they're like, hey, can you go talk to that guy? <laughs> like, okay. Like, I'm no bolter. That's I what I do. I don't even know the story. Like, for real. I've never gone in, into... I don't... I've never been to jail. I hope I don't ever go to jail. Like, I, you know, I've never seen... You know, I don't know what I'm doing. We go in the room. That's way fucking different than even having to do... You're not, you're not even intervening a victim. And I'm by myself. You're... Oh my God. And so what happens is we go... Have you have you visited a jail before? Never. Like, to talk to someone? I haven't. Oh. Good. I'm trying to think if I have. I don't... It, so I've been to jail, what happens is they put you in this little like there's these little rooms and so w w because we're media we, we hand the mic to like a security guard the police officer's like give it to me you know like they're just fed up with everything with dealing with these people and I go in this little it's this tiny little cubicle probably like maybe the width of this table and that's the length too and there's this glass wall in the middle like plastic mm. or whatever they walk through with this yell this dude's looking at me like you know, just like something's <laughs> off, dude. <laughs> Something is off. And oh dude, I, I'm trying to like I'm just like, how's it going? Like, you know, <laughs> like I what do you what do you say? You haven't done this. Like, you're like, I don't you? know how to come off right now. Like he, you're a fucking accused well, murderer, dude. Well, he wasn't at that point. Oh, he wasn't. He was just accused of assaulting everybody and their sister. <laughs> and so and that's what that's what tripped me up is because after we left a few days later he gets accused of a murder that happened a few days ago and i'm like oh so he was so and it all made sense kind of like with the russell wilson thing but apples and oranges um this guy one of the first things he asked me when i get there is like why are you here i'm like i'm like that's a great question <laughs> and i'm sitting there and i'm like well we just want to tell your side of the story. Like we want to understand, you know, like I'm, I'm with KHQ. We just want to understand like your perspective, help, help, you know, help hear your side of it. He's like, but like, what, what do you, what do you think I did? I'm like, and I'm sitting there and I barely know, I barely have a clue. I'm supposed to get him to talk. Like, I don't think people understand how much we go to a scene without knowing anything about the scene. <laughs> like wow. we'll go there and I'll be like, Hey, you know, I know there's a press release somewhere. Can you just fill me in on the details? And they'll fill us in and be like, Oh, Perfect, sweet. Let's you know? go. Yeah, it works. He didn't want to fill me in. I don't blame him. 
it was the right thing for him to do probably because all you're going to do is incriminate yourself. Yeah. Did he did he do it? No. He sat there and he was like he was like what did you hear that I did? And I said, "Well, I and I have to walk a fine line." And so I'm sitting and I'm like, "Well, I understand and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I I understand you've been accused of of assaulting a couple of different people. Is that accurate? Did you do that?" Like and he was like, "I don't know if I want to talk to you." <laughs> and he's sitting there thinking, and I didn't realize this at the time, but he's sitting there like, like if he really did just kill somebody, he's sitting there thinking like, is he if coming he, here because I'm a, accused of murder? So is there a, is there a fucking like a camera behind you? Like, can he is like what like what's he seeing? Can they use is, that? In like, is he seeing? I wasn't recording yet okay. because I always like. Before I start recording, I, I make sure that they're comfortable with me recording. I don't just okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't recording. I'm okay. just kind of curious. Of like, I was what setting he... it up. He hadn't put the mic on yet. He was like, "Why should I put this on that time?" Okay, okay, okay. And pre-interview stuff, right? Um, <laughs> He's like, "I'm not sure I want to do this." I don't I, want to do this either. Man. I can't blame you. I'm like, yeah. And so we sit there and we, you know, I try and convince him for a few minutes, and then he's he's like, he just knocks on the CEO. A corrections officer like comes and gets him and hands me the mic back and I'm just like well, we tried yeah so did did he actually do that in Spokane did that guy actually did he get a cue? that was here I don't know if he got a cue I didn't follow up you on didn't it follow up it on was it. in within my career so it hasn't been that long it was before I went to morning so so it was before like February wow but just February is is how long you've been at morning mornings since February March wow dude I'm new dude I'm new. dude that's fucking crazy that's awesome. honestly dude because <laughs> I feel like when I watch you it, it feels like you've been doing it forever but then when you. I hear about your you know all the shit you've been through I'm like like you have been not not forever but you've been doing it like you've been you've been uh shoot or shoot that's all I'm gonna say mm -hmm. and, and you've been shooting so hey take take me to a clip will you take me to a clip will oh god man Will you take me to this uh, to this hoop fest clip? Yes. <laughs> Hitting this half court shot. So I'm, I'm gonna try. Because so, shooters really do shoot. Is there, is there, is there, is there, is there shooting? Zach, is there sound on this? Uh, yeah. Okay. So you, do you want con context to this first? Yes. I, yeah. I want. I want okay. context. So what happens is 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 the, like I told you, my bosses know I'm the sports guy. Like I'm, like I love sports and I'm I'm chomping at the bit for any sports opportunity. And so Hoop Fest is happening. We're like the official official sponsor. There's the Toyota shoot shootout, which is like somebody's gonna win a Toyota Rav Four, brand new one. And essentially, you pay ten bucks to get three shots from half court to try and hit this shot. Now, they my boss asked me if I wanted to help MC it. Hell yes, I'm there. Let's go. And I go, and I'm like, I'm talking trash to everybody. I'm like, making this shot. No, and I, no, 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 not even that, because everybody else is shooting, and I'm just egging them on, like getting them to keep buying the ten bucks to get three more shots because they feel bad because I'm talking trash to them after they miss. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm like, not even close, you know, like when they miss. And so I'm doing all that. Now before <laughs> before they had even opened up for the day, I, I got there early and when I was messing around getting ready to do this thing, like and people liked like like I'm sure there were people who didn't like what I was doing, but there were a lot of people who like expressed me like, dude, you made it fun. And I appreciated those people for that. But that also put a target on my back <laughs> because I was talking trash to everybody. Um and so before before the day had started. I I practiced the shot a lot because I play basketball a little bit, and so I'm practicing the shot. 
don't hit a single shot. Mm. Like the entire, I shot like 40 shots. Don't hit a single one. Then I start commentating and I commentate for like an hour. And after an hour, I'm standing there. Nobody's signed up. It's like a dead spot. And I'd been talking trash to people. And you'll see in the video, this kid on the sideline and somebody happened to be recording. This was not planned at all. And that's what's so beautiful about this moment. Somebody just happened to be recording. Some kid asked me, he's like, yo, why don't you shoot it? I said, I'm just here to talk. You want me to shoot it? He's like, yep. And so I said, all right, hold on. Completely this organic moment. Organic. And so I'm like, I'm just, I tell him right here, I'm like, I'm just here to talk. You do look all, you're oh, ready yeah. for news right do you, now. You want to see it right now? Yeah, let's watch okay, it. Let's watch it. Is, there, is there a sound on this though? Right? There should be. Yeah, but I mean, Michael, Mike can put this in on post too. Yeah. So. I'm going to try to get the, the sounds coming out of those speaker, uh, out of those little oh, headphones because I don't have, that's a monitor. That's cool. Am I him for this? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do it. We do it. I already made one today. I didn't see it. I said he just challenged me. I got you. Oh, Yo, it's way different oh, hitting when you when you got to get put on the spot like this. Look, I'm not. He had to go through the legs. I'm not judging him. I told him I said I'm not. I'm not here to. I'm just. I'm just here to talk. Just gonna show y'all it can be done. Bro, look how far that shit was, right? I was far as hell. You could barely hear it, but like in the moment, it felt like everybody was cheering. I felt like it was underwhelming how we reacted to it. I felt like we all should have been cheering way more because that was epic as hell. And so I walk up and I'm like, and that's how it's done. And that's how it's done. Yeah, that's right. Just so y'all know it's real. That's how real. Did you actually, did you shoot again for the car? No, hell no. Oh, okay. My, <laughs> my, my no. brother made a half-court shot, oh. and he made it to, I think he made it to the semis to go to the finals to right. like win a car. And I, that's how I, that's how I know you. Because oh. like, I remember you emceeing it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like, and, uh, and you're, yeah, it, do, it does add an element because like back in the day, like when they did this half-court shot at HoopFest, it was always, they there was a guy there that was kind of doing something, but like you gotta get some of that, like right. that that banter. Boy, it's, it's when an so MC much fun. Step out and fucking hit that shot. <laughs> yeah. good. Whoa, okay, he's emceeing the thing, and he hit it. Okay, well, what right. are we what are we doing now? Now the bar set. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like I'm telling you, like there was people. You could tell because someone was recording. People were watching in this moment. Like this was. That's what I'm saying. That had to be. That's difficult, especially when you missed it so many times. 40 times, dude. I'm telling you, like, straight up, like, it was probably 40 times. I was shooting it. Everyone was watching me just miss. Like, before the before it opened. That's wild. And then this one, and, and I this posted. This one take. I post. This was the only. I had to ask that person for the. I said, you recorded that? So did you send that to me? Yeah. yeah. And so I did that, and then I posted on my story the next day, and then my producer sees it, and he's like, yo, we're going to have you talk about this. That's on cool. TV, like, and so we ended up doing like a segment about it. I'm just like, all right, yeah, that was great. I love that. That is awesome. Pull up this other, pull up this other clip that I sent you, the, the golf clip. This is, oh the, boy, this is my clip right here. This is, this is, I, I was rolling today watching this. Okay, <laughs> like this is, this is some good stuff. I apologize to do this to you on no, the podcast, but it's great. This is, right I'm here, telling right you, this is my director. Like I have one of the one of these directors who just loves taking clips from TV and turning them into memes. That's and he cool. saw this and just went to town. Oh please! <laughs> this is, I mean, he, so this was live on TV. I'm about to take a swing. The gloves are coming off. I'm warmed up, and the jacket's coming off too. 
the song. And then he added the song, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I'm just some. So this song is in the bank. <laughs> it's it's no, this is this, this is, is just, this, this is, wasn't for TV broadcast. I see, I see, I see, I see. Okay, he took the, he took the actual out. shot and edited it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh! Look at his shoulders. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I said, you know, we're going to send it. Oh, it gets better. We're going to send it. <laughs> 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 oh, he went full on inner lip with the juice in the middle. I, I, I like to French kiss a little bit. That's what I do. <laughs> Just, just only with golf clubs. Ooh, that's good contact. That was a good. That, that was, was good contact. contact. You could, you could have a little more hips into it. Shoot or shoot. I do not golf. Like that was, <laughs> you don't golf. That was good. Watch the reaction if you didn't though. See it, it probably cleared at least four hundred way out there. Yeah, oh, I, God. I couldn't tell. But for now, reporting from the golf course, I'm Noah Bolter. Quit the game, Noah, and burn your clubs. Oh, I didn't realize you work with Dennis Patchen. No, he said, that's the best advice you're going to get. <laughs> that's the best advice. He, said, he yeah. said, quit the game and uh, burn your clubs. Yeah, Bro, but, you came in so abrupt. I'm telling you, like I thought I thought this was like a comedy bit. Bro, did oh, not this care. This is so good. That's really Dennis, too. Like, he's just, that's him. That oh, must be fun Dennis to work with that? Dennis Patchen made that? What are you talking about? Dennis, edit. He didn't do the edit. No. Oh, I'm just say. talking about that attitude. That's Dennis. That's Dennis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dennis, I mean, you probably know a little bit about this. Dennis was like Spokane radio, uh-huh. like sports, like drive yeah. time, like for OG. like OG, like yeah. 30 years. And he, like, he's been around. He's been around. <laughs> Dude, uh, look at you look know at what? His face. He's I just definitely I highly around. respect somebody that can deliver pure comedy with a straight face. <laughs> Burn <laughs> your clubs. Do it now. And then he just the goes best on. advice you'll get. Like, uh, <laughs> I didn't even see that, dude. So I get. Do you know John Webb? Yeah, I know so, of obviously John Webb. I've never. So I didn't even see when this happened. This so I I didn't realize that this was that was actually a recording that we did in the morning that played later on at night. I'm at home at this point. I get a text from John Webb, and he's just like, dude, Dennis just roasted your ass. <laughs> and the five, dude, you got to watch. I'm like, oh, did he? I'm like, oh, looking forward to that. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome, man. See, so do you watch the news, or do you not? <laughs> I, like, I know you said everybody watches the news. I don't know. No, I, I, I always go around, and this is... It always helps for me to just be like, nobody watches the news. Like, nobody watches. You know, like, whenever I mess up a live show, I'm like, nobody's watching. Yep. Like, this is, no, no, nobody. And our ratings continue to go up, and I'm just like, nobody's watching. No, like, yeah, you just got to, so that helps you kind of just, you know. The other thing is, like, I, look, I have to I have to go everywhere assuming everyone knows who I am and what I'm doing and all that stuff because there have been so many times where, like, someone will recognize me when I'm not expecting it, and then I have to be like, presenting mode like i'll go to the gym and i'm sweating and i'm thinking cuss words in my head because i'm angry because i'm lifting or mm-hmm. whatever and then some old dude will come up to me like hey are you Noah volter <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's what i was gonna say it's just like you I mean like you're recognized all over spokane by people over 50 <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like it's like i go to high school and they think i'm one of them and then, no, right, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then I go to like a retirement home and they treat me like 
Kanye West or something. Like, I'm hey, look, that's what I'm saying. Me, and my, I'm, I'm 36. No my girl's 29, <laughs> and that's why I say we feel old because I fucking love this shit. I see Noah Bolter. I'm like, yo, man. No, no. You, ma- you, like, you make me want to watch. Like, I, wa- I watch yeah. this shit. No, my girl. She, my girl. Seriously, like we. She's like, I'll be like playing PlayStation or something. I'll be doing something. She'll be like, you know, it's four o'clock, right? You know, you know, it's oh, in the morning. It's on. Like we're. It's just yeah. like it's it's like a religion, and that's how I know. I'm like, oh, I'm aging. What time you begin up? Oh, bro, I'm up at six. I'm, I'm up at six. I start okay. working at six a.m. Okay. Uh, so, so okay. we're so up. You're up she, at five. But my kid is up at also at six. So my girl's also up at six. She's a stay at home mom. So that's okay, why. Okay. I I have to ask Noah. Like you're like you walked in this room and I was like, this this guy's on the fucking news in Spokane. And I probably I probably shouldn't say that. But like. <laughs> <laughs> you are like you are the coolest guy I've ever met on the news. Like I like it. De- like I will say like Spokane News is killing it. You in the morning you're gonna get Noah Holter and you get Brandon T Jones. Like this yeah. is so like this is. I mean I'm not gonna I'm not lying. This is cool. Like this is like what makes news fun. And I love seeing it in Spokane. Like it's yeah. it makes me proud that like they're putting this like talent on the air and like that they're like. I mean, it is because you want to make the news a youth movement because, like, you want to make people that are younger interested in the news. And I'm like, I'm sold, dude. Like, I like your swagger. <laughs> you're like the way you compose yourself. Like, yo, like it's it's fucking amazing. And all like, that with KHQ too. It's like, it's like a whole vibe, you yeah. know, with 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 everybody that's there. Honestly, it's yeah. fun. I love I love watching KHQ. You know, me and my girl, big big fans of Jenny and and um, Kali. Dude, I mean every, everybody. Yeah, everybody. Dude, yeah. yeah, like Morgan. Like, dude, we just we love we love Sam. Oh, the, Sam yeah. and Clyde. Like, come on, like pass it. They're the yeah. best. Yeah. They're my work parents. Like they it's uh like one time we were going live and Sam like I was in studio and Sam like he would he literally like walked over to me when it, it was I wasn't on camera but I was talking and he was like fixing my collar just <laughs> we're live yeah. and I'm just sitting there reading he just walks off the desk walks across the studio to fix my collar while I'm talking like just it's the most see that's just that's you can't they're such good people they're good people they, but you feel it. I'm saying when you watch it, you feel it. Yeah. Le- Leslie Lowe, that's what I'm thinking of too. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's just so fun, you know. And I, I loved, I love to watch it. It's fun. Stephanie Vigil was great, and it's sad mm-hmm. to see that that she's. I actually just saw that she left. I didn't even know she had left in June or whatever, and that's why I was very sad. But you become like attached to these people because they become your. Like, you know, they're literally in your home. I don't want the national shit is is too much sometimes. You know, it comes on and then it's on and then you're like, I need to change this. Mm-hmm. But then when KHQ is on, it feels like these are these are my people. So it feels That's so awesome. much more personal. And I hope that everybody, anybody who's in Spokane that is watching this right now can feel a little bit deeper of a personal connection uh, to you. And um, I don't know, why should people watch KHQ over any other like news station as far as... Um, you know, like if you're going to pick, there's a lot of different stations. You see the news being covered on different channels and stuff like that. Like, I know why I choose it because it's just it feels like home. It feels great. But but what do you well, what would I, you say? The first thing I would say to that is that. Every single day we we work with our competitors, like with every, all the other stations. I see them in the field every day. Brandon, I see Brandon all the time. We're, yeah. we're good friends. Like, Brandon T. Jones is like. 
you i mean like i this is like a super team like i like in, in my mind i'm like thinking how can i get brandon t jones and noah holter to do a fucking podcast together because like you guys are like you love the same things you love spokane which is amazing and you both just care about people yeah. and like when and like when you talk to some news people you just sometimes you just get that like that blank face like they don't really care and like to, to see people that care like in yeah. spokane like being as someone lived here my whole life like and has like i like i had stephanie vigil in the studio like two weeks ago wow it was a it, it was like a, a like fucking i'm like i'm like i'm pre-interviewing stephanie vigil for a, pod, for a podcast and i'm like and i'm this is a, a woman that i've like grown up with yeah, and that i've crazy. like respected had a crushes on like i'm just yeah. <laughs> and like and then she's yeah. in the studio yeah. and the like juice. but like and she and she cares about spokane and like it's and that's and that's what makes me excited about seeing people like brandon t jones went to orlando went to orlando worked in orlando which is a much bigger market than spokane guess what he did left orlando came back to spokane and that's what makes me excited about spokane because like people the the youth younger people younger adults like yeah. are caring about spokane and i uh i don't i feel like there was a question but like no but i hope khq continues and yeah and totally. Noah, you doing what you do continues to connect and get younger people to be involved in watching the news because it, it's like I, I like to be tapped into what's happening here. And you know, totally. when there is devastation, like you know that, you know, the fires are burning, you know that things are happening, but being able to really um I mean, man, there was just that report of that guy who was like, you know, got he got burnt up and was like, <sighs> Yeah, like, you know, yeah. you really can you can like it's really it kind of connects the dots in the community of people mm -hmm. that are really going through stuff and then gives you an opportunity to donate right and be a part of this woman who got her uh her place robbed and and then give you know resources to these kids mm -hmm. because people care about the community and so you read a story, it, you read a story, it's different. You look at a tweet, it's different, right? When you watch Noah Bolter on scene, mm -hmm. picking it up, connecting, the mm -hmm. man just prayed with these people beforehand. This man just, you know, connected with these people in a personal way before going into this personal devastation or you know celebration like either way right. you know really being able to put that feeling into it we feel mm -hmm. that and that i feel like i just hope more young people can become interested just like like you wish more young people would vote and stuff like that you'd wish more people would be involved in their community and um totally. know what's going on and get excited about it because it's i think it's important it, you you asked a question a little bit ago and i, I kind of want to go back to it you asked like what separates us from our competitors yeah mm. and i I think what's most important is that as long as you're getting the accurate news, like that's what's important. As long, like it's not about which channel you watch it on, to be honest. Like I love KHQ. I want us to be number one. I want to compete. I want to beat yeah. our competitors. I'm very competitive, very competitive. I take a lot of pride in, in doing good work. Mm -hmm. But the number one priority for the people, at least for me, is, and I know for our station, is we don't care as much about winning the ratings as we care about telling the right story as we care about making sure that the people are getting the info that they need like when i get critiqued it's not because we'd had this great thing that had 
bad ratings, it's because I didn't get the people the info that they needed. And I, I was supposed to make this easier for them. I was supposed to connect the dots for them. And I, I can't speak on the other station because I, I don't know how they operate on the inside. I just know that like we all do good work and that we all collectively work together to help put Spokane as much on the map as possible which with whatever ways we can. And so I, I think the most important thing is that if you're not sure which channel to watch, try us all, you know, like just mm -hmm. get, look at all of us and whatever you feel most connected to where you think you can get the most accurate information, like stay tuned. I, I know that, um, like I've made mistakes. I've, I've, like I said, I reported one car was two cars because that's what it looked like. Mm -hmm. And I, I've had to go on air and be like, Hey, I've been reporting this wrong this is what actually happened mm -hmm. sorry well the fact i think the the big thing and i don't I, because i don't know everybody else but what really connects me is that you care as mm -hmm. you really care like about what you're doing and and that just what makes anybody good at any craft that they do you know um fuck i was just getting i had a show uh, the other night and i was like kind of nervous right i get nervous I'm like, oh shit, like I'm fucking nervous. Why am I nervous? I've done this a bunch of times, right? And then it's like, oh, it's you're nervous because you care. Yeah. And so because you want to do good and you care about doing good and you mm -hmm. want to be recognized for doing good work. Mm -hmm. um, and that aside, that's what makes that's what brings the passion and that uh, that fuel into what what I believe. You know, like I, I agree, getting the most accurate information and then just watching who you feel most drawn to, who you who you like, and uh, right. I just feel super lucky to have you on here to 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 see you. Um, don't see, but, but to <laughs> yeah, see who you good. are, man. To like really hear about your 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 come up, man. Like yeah, your story is awesome. huge, yeah, dude. It's huge really cool. because Thank I think you. that there's a lot of people out there that doubt themselves, that don't believe in themselves, and knowing that. Number one, knowing that there's something bigger out there and that if you put your best foot forward and if you just take action, that's one thing that you did and then just let let the re like let mm. go of the stuff you can't control and trust mm. and do. You do. And that's something that that I really respect. And something that you've done throughout your story is you you put in that effort and you do it and you send that email and you show up and you do do things that other people weren't doing. And that's why you are where you are right now. Because you could have easily done nothing, mm -hmm. and you could have easily fell back and took you, what you were given and been like, yeah, and been like, I'm not, you know, I, I don't know if I could do that. And had doubts and doubted yourself and not had that that confidence to just jump and shoot, really. Yeah. And so, one thing I wanted to say too before we before Noah leaves the studio <laughs> is how easy would it be for him to add in a few? I'm just happy to be here. You know, so if you so so oh my God, hear, yeah. me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I like it. When he's sitting there and there's something good going on, just think of us boys over here. here. I'm just happy to be here, guys, because we're going to be listening, and we are, we we will clip said statements yes. and we will put them together and it'll be a whole Noah Bolter yes happy to be oh here my God, so I'm not, I'm not saying he's gonna I'm, do it I'm just saying yes. I'm speaking this into the world <laughs> and I know he will take that's care all of us that's ask. all folks that's all we can no, ask <laughs> no I'm just joking no, oh man I, no, <laughs> dude, seriously no. I think we've all given your love like dude you're fucking 24 and you're fucking killing it like I'm this is such a, like I'm I'm almost forty. I'm turning forty this year, and like stop, you do not look it. You do <laughs> not look it. Uh, but like, uh, I mean, 
what the one thing I see, like the one thing that always makes me nervous about young people living in Spokane and being successful is they're gonna fucking leave. And um, mm-hmm. I and I know that that might happen, but like I, I'm proud that you're from that you're doing it in Spokane right now, and that wherever you go, you're gonna represent what we do here. And like, uh, but I hope you stay. Much <laughs> love, man. I, I I guess to address that to an extent, like so. Just so that people know, like I, I am on a contract. Like I'm, I'm gonna be here at least another year and a half. And December 2024, right? I saw that. Oh boy! <laughs> and after that, after that, we're gonna, after that, we're gonna get back to the, the, the negotiations because we don't know when those podcasts. No, I, I love every second here, and I'm, I, I'm a very, very big believer in not looking ahead. And, mm. like, I want to have a plan. I want to have, a, like, goals. But, like, look, we are not guaranteed tomorrow. And the moment that we think that we are is when it's going to be taken away. We're going to be home. Don't fucking Russell Wilson us. Right. Okay. Don't fucking. When you were explaining the, like, like getting offers and all this stuff, like, for different uh, stations, I was, like, thinking, like, like that sounds like a fucking football player. Like I know you like I'm not gonna make it in the league, but you made it in the league. Like you, like you're, I can f- I like I see it. I see I see the sparks. There's no CTE in this you're, league. You're you're really like you just have it, dude. I, I gotta say this is a really like you get to you know you can get the bag and still do what you love. And like you yeah. said, you, you you know you you recognize that that you had the gift of gab. And I feel totally. like it's a that's a fucking that's a hell of a thing to waste to be able to. Uh, People need it. People need you. And that's the thing. You know, people need you. And and wow. that that's something that, you know, we don't feel when we're us. It's something that we need other people to tell us sometimes. Like people need you. So just keep doing what you're doing. That's much love, man. I, I, I definitely feel like that's something I can mutually say back to you. Because like I I'm not like a longtime viewer. I haven't seen all your episodes, but I did do a little bit of homework and I did do a little bit of research about y'all. And you guys have a very positive impact on our community that seems to love you. That's and cool. Thank th- you for this that. Is, this is a great community who I've fallen yeah. in love with very quick. And again, I'm I'm very honored to be here. And I'm I'm thankful that you you reached out to me. I, I wanna like like we can just be friends now. Like we don't have to like, <laughs> Yeah, please. Like, please. Yeah, no, I, we real, love we that. I, I would absolutely love that, man. Like, look. We're all just adding to the character of this city. Totally. And that's what it is. Yeah. Right? Is people come into town and, you know, they can find a podcast where, you you know, like, oh, wow. You know, you can find new people doing cool things around the city, mm-hmm. whether it's a business, you're a musician, you're a comedian, mm-hmm. you're a broadcaster, reporter, you're, you know, you're doing the Lord's work. Okay. So tell us, tell us, who, who uh, I know that you, you love hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Who are some of your favorite artists right now? I'm very curious. <laughs> look, okay, what are you listening to? No, when you're in the gym, what are you listening to? What's on your playlist? Yeah, look, I'll give you some stuff. Hell, <laughs> I want to know. Look, I'll give I, you some shit. I don't want. I want to go look up on my way home. Now, if anybody is watching and they just need to know, don't be judging me, okay? Because I'll just keep it real. Please, I like music with swag. <laughs> I like I like music. I felt like I said kidding. swag with him. Swag. I was like, God damn! I like, I like music that makes me feel like the man mm-hmm. because, like, so Drake. I love Drake. 
I can tell. I'm, we, let's pick his artist. So Drake is one for sure. Let's see what else you got. Yeah, you. I'm not fucking guessing. You don't guess. Well, you I want to know. I'm not gonna guess. Can't go. I know. I picked one. <laughs> okay. Um, if we're talking about like Mace, I love Lil Baby. I love Lil TJ. You know, like I, I love their style. I love the way that they rap. Those are probably my two favorite right now, just in terms of like every single time. So constantly in rotation. The, the constantly in rotation. But the other guys I like are the little guys, and I like like mm. EBK. EBK J Boo. I don't know if you know I don't about know who that. Them. Is. Like it's very inappropriate. It's very like <laughs> they say stuff I don't agree with. <laughs> like that's my favorite kind of music is when they say stuff I don't agree but with. But it's a vibe. But it's it's the swag that I get out of it. Like I used to listen to a little bit of Blueface, not because he can rap, because he can't. Um, yeah. but because of the swagger in which he would do it. Mm. What and, about like Big X the plug? Do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and like there's yeah. there's stuff like that, stuff like uh I don't know. There's there's a whole. I have an appreciation for music to where I don't need just one genre. I don't. I don't like. Yeah. I, I can listen to all Dope. sorts of stuff. Um, but when we're talking about you asked about rappers and you talking about swag, yeah. That's look. Right now, what I've been listening to, EBK. There's um, Ji the Prince. Um, yeah. He he he's pretty good. Um, those are my favorite songs. I love I love me a little bit of Kodak. I've never been a Kendrick guy. Like there's some Kendrick songs that mm. I like. I'm not a big Kendrick guy. Yeah, because you're looking for something that's gonna really get you. Right. Like so, it's J it's Cole's really good. More of a feel. Oh, J Cole. J Cole. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Joiner Lucas. No, please, John, you better fucking chime in right now. <laughs> I mean, J Cole. I want to know what you're listening to I, too. I literally, I every time I run, I listen to I listen to Get Off My Dick. <laughs> Every time I run, and like the new song Broski, Bros. Oh my god, it's that so goes, fucking good. It's so real. Oh, I haven't heard it. It is real. Oh wrong my with gosh. Me. God, what <laughs> are you doing, Zach? <laughs> I don't know, but I love it. That's why I asked. Okay, because no, I'm, I'm just joking. In. I'm just joking. It's so hard to no, that, keep it, up it, with everything. It is hard to keep up. Yeah, There's a million artists out here. Lil Man J, he's he's showing up now. Hmm. Oh man, Lil, Lil Man J. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, man. He's he he Why yeah. is everybody so small? That's what I want to know. <laughs> this dude is legit little. Yeah. He's a, he is yeah. legit little yeah. and he's yeah, I don't I don't know his whole story, but he's got some bangers. Will you listen to my music? Yeah. Or do you want to open a mystery box? Yeah. <laughs> He'll be walking around just doing that with people. Hey, really? what's up? It's little man. Yeah, I made I made this song sound like little baby. Tell me what you think. Tell me if it's good. Yeah. yeah. This little white dude with like is it iconic dude? hair. Is it the blonde? That, yeah, that, yeah, oh yeah. Looks like a nigga. I saw this guy. I saw this guy. I saw this guy. Shit, dude. And people were. By yeah, the way, we was talking. But he, he be was like, Is it that He do be flowing. Hey man, run up to city. You know I'm coming. <laughs> no, he just going. You know? he, just right he just like gets going, dude. I'm just like, all right, little man. I'm like, because it's a feeling, man. It's it's music is so much about like you know. Obviously, there's multiple parts. Like there's like the lyrics, right? Like that yeah. you can really hang on to. But then there's also just like a lot of it. Is that feel that like beat. if it could get you like honestly it's it's kind of intoxicating and kind of it kind of fucked yeah. up sometimes right because it'll kind of take you outside your element and make you think that you something that you not yeah. like you just like oh, and it's like it's like get your civic right now what are you doing my bad sorry the window's down you're oh, driving a hot, an o2 civic outside of a library <laughs> <Yeah. and you're, laughs> like, 
You just look over at that lady next to you. She's just like rolling her window up. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit, my bad. Yeah. Too hard. Sorry. Yeah. Earbuds. Got it. Yeah. Exactly. There's just a grandma with her kid like covering <laughs> his ears. Like, yeah. See, J. Cole is, is, is like, I love J. Cole for the message. Like, see, for me personally, there's definitely both. Like, I like the, the energy is something that where it's like a song doesn't have to be something that I can relate to or resonate with. It can okay. just be something that just moves. What is it? What do you guys listen to? Because I know you rap a little bit, and that's yeah, so I listen good. to a lot. Listen to a lot of. Oh I, my! Okay, I gotta interrupt Zach real quick. He doesn't rap a little bit. This guy is. I was at a show the other night. It was the the, the hip hop's farewell to Lucky You Lounge, and him and Matisse just took it down. And like, Dude, and they good. were and they were the second they were the second act. But like, I feel like it was the biggest. It was the. I think it was pretty big. It was pretty honestly. big. Like it, it was kinda, like it felt it, good. It, it like it, it felt really good. And like and I was like I was like looking around and then I looked around at the next couple acts. I'm like, yep. We kind of yeah. do that. Huh? <laughs> you kind of bring them in a little. You bring bit. them the in. Like peaked. people kind of want to know. Like, so. but our I mean our shit personally is like i want my lyrics to resonate with people i want totally. i want the message to relate to somebody to where they can kind of think about something for a second and say you know i want to do better and it's really what it's the same thing i'm after the same thing whether it's music or a podcast is the same thing and this podcast is going to do that same thing that i'm trying to accomplish where somebody's going to listen to it i don't care if it's one person mm -hmm takes away the message right like however many people listen to it if one person takes it away and says dude i like noah bolter said he didn't know what the fuck he was doing he <laughs> said he was just he looked up <laughs> to this place and he just was shooting shots and then he was there and then he was just go he was just going with it just following his heart you know and so anybody can do that like mm -hmm. you are so much more capable of what you think that you're capable of right. and now you're sitting here doing great things and this is just the beginning of great things yeah. that you're gonna do so i just hope this podcast and music in general inspires people to do that um man thank you so much for coming on this podcast and uh and just telling us your story man it was uh it was great the pleasure is mine man i I, this might sound like cap, but I I know that like this 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 one was about like me kind of telling you guys about my story. I want to hear your guys' story. Like I want to hear the details as to how we got started with this car wash thing and how we got started rapping all that stuff. Like I, I we can hang out like outside of this. Like we don't have to. We can do this again if you guys want, but like we can, we should, we could mm -hmm. totally do this like outside of this. Go get some food or something. Just yeah, kick back and get to know each other a little bit. All of us. Cool. Hundred percent. Oh, yeah. No, I mean like it. Yeah, it's cool, dude. I you're, I'm I'm proud. Like it's just so, I love it. So, I love all like I I love all you guys. You love it. You see, you see <laughs> the, friend, the friend requests are coming through today, folks. <laughs> Everybody reaction. You know when somebody is just like trying to give you the right. They just I. I I just love it. <laughs> you know, that's we, what it's just like. This is just feelings coming out, man. Right. We just love. Yeah. This, gotta, is, this is real right here. We're all friends now, man. They, they, I, don't, I don't I don't, know if they know, like, we haven't spoken in person. Never. No. We've never met. Like, that's the best way to do it. You meet on air. <laughs> and then there's a, there's a record of it. It right? goes yeah. one of two ways. Yeah. Yeah. It goes bad. That's kind of good, too, because you captured it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you content. Like, well, you can, you can study film like, oh, that's where it hit the fan. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. That was the moment. No, it was it is awesome to uh to talk to somebody who who um you know you're obviously so good at 
you you want to talk and and have a lot to say and have a story to tell and sometimes i get people on the podcast because i love what they do and then it's just kind of like they're like well what up you gonna ask me and i'm just like well shit i thought you were gonna talk more (laughs) (laughs) you know because you did just meet online and you're just like i fuck what you're doing like let's kick it and you know it always and that's what's beautiful about a podcast is that that's what this is is it's not scripted it is just we hey we meeting each other right here in front of 4k Mm-hmm. you know and and everybody gets to witness it and feel it and now we all get to leave as friends so much love hey thank you so much for having me it was absolute privilege absolute privilege like again like you are the type of, i'm not gonna dab you i'd be too far away right now but same with you but uh, i will after and i just look as me and people like you that's exactly what i want to do while i'm here and i'm hoping to be here for a long time and like i, I really do like this place so yeah. much love pleasure to meet y'all like oh, thank you for great, having dude. me thank like, you Anything y'all need, y'all got story ideas, y'all hit my line. Oh, we do. And oh, now, Cody's going to be out on the streets. And now, Zach, you have my personal cell, <laughs> yes, too. Yes, I do. So okay. Don't be giving that out. Zach, I get it. I want to say that one day. I want to say that one day. No, but it, it, it's except to these two. They can have it. Um, Ooh, I'm taking it. But I'll yeah, just much love. Um, appreciate y'all. Like, this, let's, you know, let's make this a thing. I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys watching. Cody, thank you. Brennan, thank you. Everybody, I love y'all. And we're going to get out of here. Peace. Peace. What a good one. princesses out there y'all cool but only one could be my favorite yay Buzz down Cinderella. Buzz down Cinderella. You're my favorite Disney princess. princess. Snow White, Pocahontas, no contest. contest. If I'm a line, Cinderella is my weakness. Tell Let it. me tell you from the princess point of view. Trying to find a pretty girl that lost her shoe. What's up? When you left, Prince Charming was blue. Looking everywhere for you. Glass slipper, only clue. Whose is it? Did you know that your feet stink? How bad? I gotta tell you that your slippers smell to cease. Oh God. You must have athletes' feet. You smell like post-game cleats. I think these died last week. Your feet stink, baby. Oh. Can't be stinking up my fantasy. You pulled up in a pumpkin. No more wondering. I think I found a smell. It's probably pumpkin seeds. Yeah, get those things checked. Stink so bad I called in a threat. You smell like Aladdin's pet. It's time to get one jump ahead on a gang. On a gang. On a gang. One jump ahead on a gang.
Buzz down Cinderella.